Yeah, thanks. Welcome, welcome to another installment of the Final Scoop podcast. I'm joined by my international, exceptionally adequate, otherwise mundane, miraculously mediocre co-host, oh! Shane Smith, Stack 3D, Sorry, it was... Lucas Rutkowski, Prometheus Intelligence, Sports Technology, Robert Samborski, Apollo Nutrition. Welcome, my friends. It is good to see your faces today. Uh, the audience tuning in, we appreciate you hanging with us. Uh, we're a little bit later starting today than uh, usual. That's because I had to put the halfling down for her nap. Sandy's out having uh, a lunch date with one of her friends. So we, we shifted things about 10 minutes. But anyway, we're off to the races. And Shane, before we get into the uh, the topic that we were just discussing before we hit the go live button, go up and show that sexy shirt again. Oh, yeah. That is that is fantastic. Take I like a that. Look at this bad boy. I got I got bored this week, so I printed some shit. How how much does it cost to just do like a one off like that? Oh no, we have like this printer, and it um it's got like a little blade, mm-hmm. and so you can feed in like t shirt print stuff, and it'll cut it out for you, or you can feed in like wood, and it'll cut it out for you. So basically, it's like a it's like a like a knife printer kind of thing, and then you just put it on shit. I don't know, I think I bought like 200 of the sleeves that you can kind of print onto mm-hmm. for like 20 bucks, 30 bucks. So, oh, that's not bad at all. It's pretty, it's pretty cheap. It just takes time to sit there, print it, peel it off, put it on. Okay. But yeah, compared to yeah. going to a store. I've started, I don't know how it's been as far as emails to y'all or uh, messages or whatnot, but I've been getting more and more requests for us to have some kind of merchandise up for a sale so i need to i don't i gotta figure out which back-end channel supplier to, to use either teespring yeah. or or i know there's like 18 different ones that you can plug in through shopify and we can just have it set up i guess on the, the supplement engineer side or we can put a direct link in the show notes for each of these episodes um but if y'all have any suggestions and for the listeners tuning in let us know what other kind of merchandise so i'm thinking hoodies and t-shirts thus far do we want to do anything hoodies right now or, and they should be ready in like a week or so I but think, they will uh, be they will be just box. exclusive for us for four of us. For the four boxes of, us. Okay. of boxes of tissues as well, I think would be nice. Boxes of tissues. <laughs> <laughs> and also a personal request, teddy bears. Teddy bears. Teddy Do bears? we want coffee like mugs? Do we want to you know, partner with like uh, a, uh, a CSA to get some vegetables, like with our logo imprinted on them too? Well that's just fucking retarded, isn't it? So this <clears throat> The uh, I think I, the toilet paper thing I think is fantastic too. Oh. I remember ages ago, I got this. Uh, it was on Amazon and it was like funky gifts for Christmas. And I was like, this is cool. And it was a roll of toilet paper, but the 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 note the the paper was hundred dollar bills. And I was like, you're wiping is... your butt with hundred dollar bills. And I uh, and I got it and I was like, oh, I'll get this for someone. And then I was like, fuck this, I'm keeping it for myself and I'm wiping my own ass with a hundred dollars. It's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's not real $100 bills, but, you know. American or Australian? American. So that's like, that's like $150. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my brother's chiming in. He says we need beer steins with the Final Scoop logo on it. Or we could have, like, rocks glasses, like bourbon glasses, something you drink, like, an old-fashioned out of. Beer steins I'm okay with, something like the size of Thor that he would he would consume. I, I do like the other comment of uh, beer like sheets. Yeah, yeah, like that Polish one you got there, Lucas. Yeah, yeah, that, Paul saying bed sheets. That muck is epic. We've got another. <laughs> we'll partner with the uh, the Bolin branch so we can charge five hundred dollars. So we get two hundred dollar royalty for using our logo on their three hundred dollar sheets. Is what we'll do. 
I told you here in Poland there is like a, you know farmers market. You can buy the, everything here, including sheets. So, really? There's some out there. Bro, it's it's craziness up in here. When Wait. Shane's gonna when Shane's gonna visit me next year, I will uh, I will I will take him there and he will take some pictures. Maybe he will post them on Stack. <laughs> what, are we, what are we talking about? Well, farmers market, Polish farmers market. They oh, sell oh. they sell everything from vegetables up to like meats up to yeah, like ev everything everything what you can imagine is is up there. It's like one of those little like finicky, weird, antique. Yeah, bro. Gypsies, yeah, Russians, yeah, Ukrainians, fucking, fucking Koreans. You've got everything. That market sure that I went to in Krakow that time, that was nice. Oh yeah, it was just it was just food. That was cool. Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit none of the food I had ever had before, but you know, it was still fun. <laughs> There's a, a a farmer's market in the Galleria that we go to on Sunday mornings. We go to eat breakfast at a, a restaurant there, and then they have a farmer's market right outside. And I think in total, there's maybe three stands that are selling actual food. So one of them's like homemade pickled vegetables. One is uh, a local farmer that's selling beef and cattle and stuff like that. And the third one is vegetables, fresh vegetables. And then the other 46 tents at this farmer's market are all just like tchotchke crap. Like it, it's useless stuff. It's there's five different like natural soap providers. Another one like four tents of like CBD products. There's one like hemp oil tent, and then other little knickknack crap. I'm thinking, it, I'm I'm glad these people have found a hobby, or maybe it's their their source of income. I'm just how much of this shit do you need? Like how many different versions of candles and soaps do I need? But I guess it's probably akin to us. Like we've got eighty different pre workouts that we rotate between around. I'm just wondering, bro, am no, I that big for these gourmet soaps? Really? Now multiply this by a hundred, and you got a uh our Polish farmer's market. That's how, it, that's how big it is. And that's how massive, you know, uh, you know, you can, you can be as far as like, you know, stuff where you can get like tons of crap and all, all different shit. Yeah. Man, it's, it's, it's massive. It's interesting because you go to these markets, like in every, every country, they have a different one and they massive and yeah. you like, you like you like talk totally like in uh, like puzzled like what the fuck is all this and you look at it and you're surprised and you you impressed as well but at the, at the end of the day if you come to think about it, like who the fuck needs all this shit <laughs> I mean, yeah. most most of it is a completely useless shit but yeah. at the same time like every country has one of these and they very they differ from country to country but it's very very impressive and but, but I still think my favorite one would be, I think, Thailand, because the shit that you see there, especially to eat, oh, my God. You know, I mean, you'll be surprised. You will have something like sushi next to corn, and next to it, there's going to be, like, grasshoppers and shit like Monkey that. Deep, deep fried, and people are eating them like popcorn. It's very interesting. Fascinating. Shane, are you up for a final scoop brand of vegetable knife? No. Well, I mean, we can make. Do what? Do you have? Do you need like actual knife for vegetables? I thought you just fucking broke them with your hands. <laughs> I slice mine up. I prepare mine. Like what sometimes I'll julienne them. Sometimes I'll chop them. Sometimes I'll, uh, you know, do a chiffonade. Who, who of are basil. you? Who are you presenting to? What the fuck? Myself. I want my food to look good and taste good. Why? Why not? 
details. Life is about details. Life is again. about details, but that's not details. No one gives a shit. <laughs> and, oh, what? You, have, you, have you seen how it comes out? Do you think your body cares? You think it's going to be like, oh, thank you for kindly slicing my fucking chewy vegetables. I'm going to shit way nicer now. No, it all comes out like a log. Isn't that different? A knife for your meat makes sense. Although I use scissors. Hello? This is an important message. Este mensaje se repite en español. The COVID-19 situation in Austin is dire. Healthcare facilities are open, but resources are limited due to a surge in cases. Everyone needs to wear a mask. Fuck off. Well, that was nice. You know, you know, we are not gonna gonna get any money from this video, right? Yeah, we're gonna get demonetized. <laughs> oh, blanket with a pollen nutrition barbecue sauce. That could work. Rhubarb. The leaves are poisonous. Got to cut them. It's a good point. That's why we need that vegetable knife, Shane. We got to avoid I mean, those. One, I've, I've never I've had never... rhubarb. Yeah, I was gonna say I've, I've never once had, but can't you just can you just rip it off? You know what? That actually made me think. When you look at the vegetable platter, like you go to a supermarket or something like that, usually vegetables like chopped so nicely, it looks very presentable See? and all. It's enticing. But, yeah, but when you go and like and you look how bacon is made, bacon looks like shit. It's all wrinkled and oily and stuff. Yeah, but it's fucking delicious. But it's delicious <laughs> versus. <laughs> This cool presentation that tastes. Uh... You know, do you know why you have to present vegetables so nicely? Because no one fucking eats them, so <laughs> you have to make them look as delicious as possible, so that people are like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll give a slice of tomato a try. Oh, what the fuck? No one cares. Oh well. Bacon can look as ugly as shit, and people will just grab a handful of it and down That's it. True. It's fantastic. What is like? Does ground meat look all that enticing? No, but you, you no. mash it up into a burger or something like that. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Anonymously synonymous. Hi, Robert. Is there a difference between acetylocarnitine and acetylocarnitine hydrochloride? If so, which one is better? Uh, many products with either one, but no explanation why. My, I would venture to say that pretty much all of them are the hydrochloride form. They're just not listing it as hydrochloride form. It's just acetylocarnitine, but it's going to have the hydrochloride molecule on it. Um, so yeah, there, there's not going to be any difference. There's not like a, uh, acetyl L-carnitine ethyl ester form or anything like that on the market or acetyl L-carnitine anhydrous or monohydrate or anything like you'd see with that. So it's just acetyl L-carnitine and I would say 99.9% .9 of the forms on the market are that hydrochloride form. If there's a few others that I'm not, you know, I'm going to allow that 0.1% because I'm not sure if there's other forms on the market, but any product you have, it's going to, you know, nine times out of 10 be the hydrochloride form. So one to two grams, perfect dose. My favorite ingredient. I actually took two grams of that before we hopped on this podcast. What about injectable? Injectable L-carnitine? I mean, that's going for a different benefit, I think. That's going more for exercise performance, uh, fatty acid metabolism, and all of that kind of stuff, where acetyl-L-carnitine is more often than not substituted or supplemented for cognitive benefits. I mean, it'll, you'll, you'll get some of the L-carnitine in the, in the bloodstream and whatnot for that, but most of its benefits, at least for me, I, I take it for its nootropic benefits. So reducing beta amyloid plaques, uh, increasing dopamine release, acetyl L-carnitine, mental energy, all that good stuff. 
Uh, whereas most of the injectable L-carnitine, that's stuff you usually just hear bodybuilders trying to do. But the other thing, like if John Meadows knows a ton about this, because I know I think he's used it in the past and he's worked with people that are still using it to this day. Yeah. Um, you got to take like if you're going to do oral L-carnitine, you've got to take a shit ton of carbohydrates with it because the bioavailability is so poor. You need somewhere between I think the study used somewhere between 40 and 80 grams of oh. carbohydrates with L-carnitine. Um, but I, how much how much L-carnitine you would have to take? Three grams. Okay. Is what the the oral dose of it is, um, and then it's got some other beneficial properties. It's enhancing uh, fatty acid oxidation, but there's also some just general health benefits associated with L-carnitine, like improvements in uh, what you call it HDL and LDL cholesterol levels, other cardiovascular parameters. There's some uh, reductions in cardiovascular disease, but then if you go to the other spectrum, you'll see that there's a few associational studies between L-carnitine and red meat intake and increased markers of TMAO, which is that metabolite from the gut bacteria that happens when you break down different byproducts of meat. And so there's a lot of, I wouldn't say fear mongering, but there's a lot of caution put out by some people that I don't think have a full understanding of how everything works. And I'm not saying I have a full understanding of it, but I don't think a metabolite of betaine, choline or something like that, which you're naturally going to get from red meat, eggs, uh, dairy products. I don't think you're going to need to worry about that. It's all these associational studies showing increased levels of ingesting these foods are associated with increased levels of TMAO. But the TMAO by itself isn't, you know, lining you up for a coronary or something like that. It's just a bunch of associational things that people have extrapolated to mean, yep, this is the root cause of it. And it's, it's not that simple. There's a bunch of other factors at play. Plus the research looking at TMAO and increase of risk of cardiovascular cardiovascular disease is conflicted. There's some research showing an association with higher levels of TMAO and higher risks of the diseases. And it's also on the inverse where they have higher levels of TMAO and they actually didn't find any with that. So it's just something to always consider. Mm. Here's an interesting one. I have psoriasis and I was looking into how to take care of it and treat it. I found tremella mushroom might be helpful. Do you know anything? Lucas? You're our, you're our mushroom guru. I don't. I can't recall if if the tremella mushroom will be helpful here, but definitely mushrooms will uh, help improving your skin. Uh, I know that chaga, uh, maitake, and rishi are really good as far as like uh, health of the of the skin. Uh, rishi in particular helps with hydration of the skin. Chaga helps with detoxification of the skin, and Maitake helps helps in uh, you know the breathing of the, of the of the pores and so on. So I will stick with those three as far as like uh, the tremella, hmm, hard to say, but definitely you can give it a, uh, you can give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say just like a like a general overview thing. So psoriasis and a bunch of other skin conditions, acne and stuff like that. A lot of that has to do with inflammation that's going on in the body. Uh, so we know that mushrooms and a bunch of other foods like turmeric, uh, boswellia, all these things have anti-inflammatory properties. So maybe that is the mechanism by which the mushrooms are helping combat some of the psoriasis. Is that it's the fun little polysaccharides that are in mushrooms and some of the other bioactives are conferring anti-inflammatory effects, which are going to help lower this, the systemic inflammation that's contributing to psoriasis. That would be 
the extent to which that I would feel comfortable saying any mushrooms might help psoriasis in that matter. You can also try the, uh, how was it called? The, the therapy where you go to the red light, red light, yeah, red light therapy. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. I've heard like really, really good uh, positive things about it. So that's, that's another one to give it a try. Creamy. If I'm eating 2,500 calories on a deficit, how much over is acceptable when having a cheat meal? I'm not trying to go over 2,000 calories, but was wondering if 300 to 500 won't, would hurt long term. Hmm. That's your deficit? Bro. Eating 2,500 calories on a deficit. Okay. So let's assume his maintenance is 3,000 calories. How much over is acceptable when having a cheat meal? I'm not trying to go over 2,000. But it's just one day. If, if, even if he's going to go for just like one day, it's not going to hurt him. He would have to like binge for at least like a one week just to do a lot of damage. Just so you know. So one day is it's only maybe going to gonna do some retaining uh, as far as like fluids, those kind of things. But he is not going to make him fat straight away. Yeah, and right. on top of that, even if he's on a, like a deficit for uh, quite some time, his glycogen level is going to gonna, you know, you know, fill up. And with that, he's going to also gain some extra water into his muscles. Because, you know, glycogen will take, will, will, uh, take uh, extra water with the carbs. So... Yeah, Lucas is right. I mean, number one, one day is not going to change a lot. I mean, you might have some water retention or weight might go up, but, you know, even if you go up 10 pounds, and I've, when I used to do this, uh, I remember, like, uh, I, I was never much into counting calories, more like, uh, you know, I, I go by instinct, but I remember when I would, would be cutting, uh, I had this, like, one day where I would eat a lot of carbs without really counting how many carbs I, I'm, I'm taking in. I mean, I'm not like that. I find it a little bit boring and predictable. But the next day, I would step on the scale, especially if it was high-sodium food. I could be easily up 10 pounds without any issues. By, month, by Tuesday, Wednesday, that weight is, is gone. And, uh, you know, because clearly I didn't gain 10 pounds of fat. It's just my body reacting to sodium, maybe intake or high carbs and retaining uh, water and retaining weight. Uh, another thing is I'm not a big fan of uh, saying the word calorie de uh, deficit. And the reason is, is because if you're very long time on a 2,500 uh, calories a day, that's not really a deficit. Uh, that's maintenance because your body will get accustomed to any level of calorie intake. So your deficit, if you're taking 10,000 a day, 8,000 is going to be a deficit. After a couple of days, a week or two, 8,000 is going to be a norm. And now 6,000 is going to be a deficit. So deficit is very, very tricky. And you have to constantly, if you're trying to uh, lean out or whatever, you constantly have to trick your body into thinking that it's in deficit. So the calorie manipulation throughout the week is essential. Is 300 or 500, that's also very hard to, to, to establish because it depends on body weight, on your, um, um, on your goals, on, um, on your genetics. I mean, there are so many factors that go into it. And sometimes you don't even need to go into calorie deficit in terms of dropping calories. Sometimes you can just increase your cardio 
So you're going to expend more ca more calories through exercise. So meat. Yeah, or, or increase or, or drop carbs. I mean, there are so many ways of doing it. I think that the best advice is not to give you an advice and <laughs> basically experiment yourself and see how it goes and how your body reacts because there is four of us here and pretty much all four of us are different. Uh, I mean, maybe two of us or three of us or maybe even four of us are very similar to how our body reacts, but still, it's very hard to give advice to somebody we haven't seen or don't know, you know, your medical history or anything like that. So the best thing is to experiment and see what works best for you. Even like things like low carbs, like Shane and I are huge fans of close to no carb diet, but that doesn't mean that we are right. You know, uh, we are right for our own bodies. I mean, you know, I've, I've seen guys like, you know, I, I, when I talked to Branch Warren, he said to me that he would be on three, four, 500 grams of carbs while dieting three, four, 500 grams of dieting, I'll be fat. Uh, I mean, that, that uh, you know, that carb intake for me, I'm carb sensitive, I would get fat. But Johnny Jackson, who is his training partner, would be on very, very low carb diet and would kick in cardio because for him to get in shape would be a lot more challenging. So two, uh, two friends, two training partners, but completely different approaches. So I would, I would suggest this experiment, play with carbs, play with calories, play with cardio, and establish what works best for you. Yeah, I mean, we'd probably need uh, a little bit more information on your overall lifestyle diet training, what, where you're at right now, how much weight you're trying to lose, Creamy. But one cheat meal once a week, I mean, provided you're not eating like a complete asshole and going 2,000 calories over your, like, so say your, your typical weight loss calories that you're trying to stick to is 2,500 calories. As long as you're not going to like 5,000 calories on your cheat day or your cheat meal, you really don't have anything to worry about. Like that one meal yeah. in, the, in the greater context, let's say you're eating, you know, four meals a day, seven days a week, that's 28 meals. One meal out of 28 and you're over it by three, 500 calories, it's, it's a drop in the bucket, man. Don't worry about it. You don't, you don't, I'll put it in this, for the average individual like all of us here that are not stepping on a bodybuilding stage that need to get down to like 4% body fat, it doesn't matter. If you're a top tier bodybuilder, physique athlete of any kind, natural, enhanced, whatever, it matters. For us regular folk, it, it's not going to matter long term. So go out, enjoy it, don't stress over it. If you want to, go take a 10-minute walk afterwards, You know, do some things that support digestion, insulin sensitivity, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, don't don't sweat the small stuff like that. If, if everything else is uh, you know, ship-shape, you'll be fine. You could try carb cycling. I, uh, I, just, I think for the average individual, I think that's one of those things like you don't really need to worry about with. It's more when, when dealing with regular people, non, when I say regular people, I'm, I mean in the context of, you know, non-physique comp competitor, non-physique competitors. There we go. Um, just because you start getting in all of that and more people have trouble just sticking to a healthy diet and sticking to their exercise plan, then they do wondering about, all right, well, I'm going to have... 500 grams of carbs today and then tomorrow I'm only going to have 30 grams of carbs and then tomorrow I think the day after that I can have 248 and then going back doing all of that mental gymnastics I think that's going to lead more people to have stress and anxiety about their diet and overcomplicate it than just hitting a certain amount of calories and or macronutrients each day but that's 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 my opinion some people like to get all mired down in the details and and you know titrate the dose of carbohydrate fat and protein and all that stuff very minutely and track meticulously. I like to do that stuff, but you know, I'm 
I, I don't think I'm the average person. I don't think the average person wants to bother with dealing with that. They want to say, what's something I can do that's sustainable, that's not going to take up a bunch of time, and I can just do it and get results. And I think just trying to give them certain benchmarks to hit without trying to worry about undulating your carb intake based on what's going on each day. Mm. So, Ben, thanks for the answer. Supplement-wise, I already take some mushrooms, curcumin, high omega-3s, and found that tributyrin, like core biome or new biome, has helped tremendously. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. I mean, yeah, that's why I was going back to the, the anti-inflammatory benefits of that. <coughs> Anything else? Um, you could maybe check out Astreon by uh, New Live. That's one of their skin, hair, nail kind of uh, supplement products. Um, I'm trying to think any other kind of anti-inflammatory stuff that might be worth checking out. Tart cherry juice, maybe? I know that's more for sports nutrition, but I mean all the fun polyphenols that are in tart cherry juice may have some other beneficial uh, anti-inflammatory and uh, antioxidant properties in there to help you out. It's not complicated things. I think that this stack is good. Yeah. Don't need any any fancy other other things. Plus, you know what? We we, we don't have to like make a pharmacy out of his home. So yeah, just like stick to like three four compounds plus. I think. These are here are, are good. You can also invest in NAC, which is our favorite, probably, right? And, yeah, and acetylcysteine is awesome. Yeah. Okay. Robbie from Jiffy Jank, ETA on the barbecue sauce. I tried Mr. Taste Barbecue and Honey Mustard. I have to say it's pretty solid. Yeah, I tried it too. It's pretty good. Um, if all goes well, probably two, three weeks. Cool. Is it, is it going to be only local to Jersey or is it going to y'all going for like mass distribution? What's going on with that? No, it's going to be mass. I mean, we, what we're trying to do is just like get uh, a small run, see how it goes, you know, um, and, um, you know, let people try and uh, and then see if we're going to expand on the line or not. I mean, a bunch of us tried it. We really liked it. But, uh, you know, this is kind of like an experimental thing and we'll see how it goes. Cool. Robbie is doing him by himself. <laughs> Wait, Michael, you're Russian. What the hell do you know about barbecue sauce, though? That's what I'm curious about. You're not from Georgia or South Carolina or Texas or Memphis or any of these Kansas City. What the hell do Bro, you know it's about? Gonna, it's gonna they don't have like barbecue. They don't know barbecue is in Ukraine, Robbie. We've been over this before. Bar barbecue is huge in South Africa. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What's the uh, what flavor profile are you going for? Since we're uh, I don't is the cat out of the bag on this? Because I mean I know you told me about this a couple months back. I didn't know if we were actually open to discussing it. Uh, no, it's gonna be a bit of a surprise. I mean, all I can say is it's gonna be you know um, sugar free. It's gonna be definitely like uh, keto, healthy, friendly because mainly it's um, you know. Um, it, it's definitely athlete friendly because that's uh, I see that uh, even though there are quite a few brands right now that cater to athletes, um, you know, when it comes to taste and flavor, um, some of them are a little bit off. I think mm -hmm. this one came out very, very good. So that's the reason. But again, we tried it. We liked it. We loved it, in fact. But at the end of the day, you're gonna, it's going to be up to the consumer. So that's the reason why we're just going to kind of like test the waters and see how it goes. So yeah. for now, I'm kind of like a little bit, I'm optimistic, but at the same time reserved as uh, we'll see how it goes. Okay. It's definitely uncharted waters for us. So it's something just, uh, just, just as a side gig, so to speak. Sweet. Awesome. 
Man, creamy. Whenever I do a deficit, I aim for meeting my calories each day, but also look at it week to week. Some days I might be over or even under, but by the end of the week, I meet my calorie goal. Yeah. Uh And I think that's a a great point to bring up. Like, obviously we focus on like the day to day, like making sure we hit that, but it say, you know, like Lucas and Robbie brought up earlier neat. So say one day you're, you're really active, you're doing laundry, you're doing yard work and all this other stuff. You're going to have a shit ton more neat expenditure than the next day when you might just be lounging around the house or doing some desk work or stuff like that. So I know we try to maintain a certain calorie intake over the day, but you got to also take everything in the greater context of it's like weekly fluctuations, monthly fluctuations. That's why it's, I usually recommend to people to make sure if you're tracking your body weight, don't just look at it on like the day to day basis, take a weekly average of it and see how your weight's trending because you could be, you could have like a three or a five pound difference. If you go get Chinese takeout one day and you have a shit ton of a, you know, soy sauce, MSG, all that other good stuff. Well, but also, you know what, when it comes to calorie intake, we know that uh, one gram of carbs, one gram of protein is about the same. It's it's four calories. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the way they're going to be stored and absorbed by your body is completely different. So if we go, you know, on a calorie intake, I was never like a big fan of it, counting calories, because calories from there is a reason, again, why Shane and I eat very, very low carbs or no carbs. If the calories were the same, we would just have potatoes all the time and that's it, you know, as long as we fall into that calorie intake. So I think that the, the focus on calories should be a little bit less uh, fanatical than, than people give attention to it. And I, I don't know if I, if I told you this, uh, but uh, going back maybe 15, 20 years ago, I remember that um, Sean Ray was asked the same questions, you know, about calories and weighing and measuring his food. And he says that he never does it because it's kind of like takes the fun out of it and it's a little bit too much. You know, at the end of the day, you know approximately how big the steak is, you know approximately how big of a portion of certain things are. I think like, look, uh, even in bodybuilding, from a bodybuilding perspective, and, uh, you know, before we started the show, uh, Lucas and I kind of like touched upon uh, the Tampa Pro and, uh, you know, about certain athletes not coming in shape. If you take today athletes and versus athletes in the 80s or 90s, people were in better shape back then, way, way, way better shape. Conditioning was amazing. Today you have on stage, uh, uh, you know, X amount of athletes, 50% of them are going to be out of shape. And that's me actually being nice. It's far more than 50%. Only, Only a few that actually will come in shape. Yet each and every athlete has a coach, yet each and every athlete is counting calories you know, macros are thrown. I mean, the words that were four and only a couple of years ago, like macros and calories and counting carbs and, and this and that, it was way less scientific. There were less drugs. There were less, uh, you know, performance enhancers. There, there are some types today that I don't even know what the fuck they mean, yet people were in better shape. So that should actually, you know, I, I'm always, I'm a huge facts person. And I only pay attention to that. You know, if we are talking about calories, okay, so the calories from steak are not going to convert to body fat as the same amount of calories from potatoes. So why are you counting in the first place? What are you accomplishing in that? Maybe for your own records or something like that. It's the same thing as, you know, a 200 person who is uh, 5'8 can be obese and 200 person who is 5'8 can have only two, three percent body fat. It's it's completely different things. I mean, you can't just pay attention to calories. You can't just pay attention 
you know, to those things. At the end of the day, it's actually a lot simpler. You know, I think we are overcomplicating things these days. And I think that we're getting a little bit too, you know, scientific and, and using a little bit more uh, mathematical approach. Well, it should be just, you just enjoy it. You know, people are taking gallons of water around the gym and saying like, oh, how much am I, you know, taking a gallon of water or two gallons of water? I think that the fun out of bodybuilding and the fun out of exercising and just enjoying the journey is taken kind of to a lower degree. And the science or perceived science is taking a little bit too far. You know, it's the same thing as like when we discuss supplements and ingredients, we are talking about the scientific data and everybody says scientifically proven, but it's not. It's not scientifically proven. It's bullshit. You've got, you it, you've got evidence. Nothing was really ever proven in science. Yeah, no, nothing is ever proven. And at, at the end of the day, I mean, which one? I mean, I think the four of us represent slightly different age groups. But at the same time, I think that all four of us are in pretty decent shape. And how many of us actually do count calories to such drastic, uh, you know, degree? I know I don't count calories at all. And I think I'm in fairly decent shape. But I know, you know, when I go overboard and when I need to scale down a little bit and I need when I go when I'm overweight, meaning fat, I, I know I know these things. I, all I have to do is like I don't need to step on a scale. All I have to do is just look in a mirror to see how I feel. And that's it. And I know whether I need to scale down on my carbs to increase carbs, to increase maybe calorie expenditure through exercise and cardio but not necessarily I need to count and record everything for my records and stuff like that and get overly scientific. I think that if we were to simplify things, uh, the results would be just as good, if not better. Yeah. Alex from Yummy Sports says, train harder, sleep better, eat cleaner, less drugs, better quality muscle. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of people that would agree with you. hundred percent. A lot of people that would agree with you on that. Uh, Brooke, I sort of fell into intermittent fasting. I hope you didn't hurt yourself when you fell. I don't get hungry till way late in the day. I normally right. just eat till I'm satiated, and then I'm fine till the next day. I did that. I know Lucas is a, is a fan of intermittent fasting. I did it for a long time, not because of any uh, – I didn't really buy into the whole biohacking, autophagy thing. I just – I was like you. I, I don't get hungry typically in the morning lately because I'm trying to actually you know get a little bit bigger. Um and not be this strong, skinny little bitch that I still am. Um, I've started trying to force myself to eat in the morning. And uh, so I've started trying to do that. It's just, I've never had a big appetite. Like I've always had to force myself to eat in the morning or else I could go till easily two, three o'clock in the afternoon without eating anything and be fine. Um, but uh, yeah. So how do you, are you still doing intermittent fasting, Lucas? Bro, of course. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't remember how many years I'm doing it, but uh, this this system just works for me, and that's basically it. You know, I'm not a zealot, so I never like try to push to anybody like my protocol because yeah. what works for me doesn't mean it would work for anyone else. Right. But I'm just I'm just get used to it. It works for me because you know, from my standpoint, I uh, and due to my work schedule. It works for me like that. I woke up every day at the same time, go straight up to the gym and work out. When I uh, finish my gym session, then I have my first meal of the day. So that's basically it, you know, and that's how I work. 
I usually uh, stop eating before eight, before six p.m. So that's basically it. I'm not like uh, you know, huge, uh, huge, huge guy as far as like eating uh, late at night or something like that. Suck me. So that's basically it. And, and, right. and if it works for you, it works for you. Period. Exactly. You know? that, that's it. I tried intermittent f- uh, fasting and it didn't work for me. Uh, number one, because I need to have my breakfast and cup of coffee because if I don't, I'm an asshole. I mean, I'm an asshole. Yeah, I'm an asshole as is, and that (laughs) makes me a bigger asshole. But but seriously, it just, not that it didn't work for me, it just, I I don't know, I didn't, I guess it didn't fit my my style, my lifestyle or whatever, but I'm not against it. But I'll tell you what, just like Lucas said, Marina's been doing it for the past couple of months. She's leaner, she feels better, she absolutely loves it, and you know, she, I think, she starts her first meal at 11 and her yeah. last and she makes sure she doesn't eat after either 6 or 7 p.m. And, uh, you know, I, I even noticed like she exercises. She's actually stronger. Uh, she's definitely fitter. She looks better. She improved in the last couple of months since doing it. And, um, you know, I mean, again, why would I argue with something that works? Yeah, it's it's a tool in the in the toolbox. It may not work for you right now, but that's not going to say it doesn't work for you six months, six years from now, or something. Fine, like I, I did it for a long time, just because it was the way it naturally things went, and then I don't do it really anymore. But I can easily, like I didn't have anything today to eat until eleven o'clock or so after I finished training. It just it it kind of depends. The th- the main thing is that what pisses me off is when people are like pushing to eat on each other, like. If something works for them, they're they're like being super religious and they are trying to say, do this because this yeah, is yeah. the best the best method. No, it's not. You can do exactly. keto, you can do paleo, you can do lots of different types of like stuff. And if something will work for you, stick to it. That's basically it. Yeah. Sand and Dito. I've been doing intermittent fasting for the last two years or so. I trained fasted, even full body workouts fasted. I love the way I feel. And that's yeah, it. It should definitely continue. I, I hate training when I feel like I've got food in my stomach. And that goes back to even when I was a kid with taekwondo and everything. I never liked eating right before we did anything. That just that's a recipe you eat because I would always eat like a peanut butter sandwich with Doritos and a glass of milk afterwards. But if I tried to eat that before doing all that jump kicks and stuff, uh uh-uh, that's a recipe to have all that stuff yeah, come yeah. right up on the mat. Oh, definitely hundred percent. You know, talking about weight, did you see the size? of the fucking weightlifters in the super heavyweight division at the Olympics? I did not. There How was a 21-year-old girl who was 150 kilos, and she's my height. Holy shit. I was I like, because like I, 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 I liked watching the, the, the Olympic lifting, and as you go up in the, in the, in the weights, they're all like just shredded to fuck, right? They're all like lean, little dudes, little girls, like they're just diced. Especially the Chinese guys, they're just like, just like fucking under ten percent. Then when you got when, when you get to the heavyweight and then the super heavyweight, they're like, nah, bro, no, no, no more ripness, no more, no more leanness. These guys are just the the guy who won gold for the men in the super heavyweight was one hundred and seventy six kilos, which is what like four hundred pounds or some shit. It's a big, I mean, big bitch. These guys are huge motherfuckers, and I was just watching them. I'm like, "There's no other sport, maybe discus or shot put, where you would see someone who looked that like." Yeah, that's the that's the guy. He's a big. He broke three world records, right? 
Yeah, he here, broke the here. snatch, the clean and jerk, and then all Lucas Arabi. How, how do you pronounce this? Damn, I, he's I know he's from Georgia, they, and I know y'all aren't from they, Georgia, but they, it's, they it's, said, it's got that Eastern European thing going on. So. They said Talakatsi. Look up the look up look at the, 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 the girl. I can't remember her name. I think it was like Lee Winwin or something. God. But the thing is, is like this guy was twenty kilos, twenty five kilos heavier than any of the other people. But like the weirdest thing I thought was like how it's it it's tough to have a competition when like in the lower weights that would consider you in a different class, but this guy's in super heavyweight, and he's like 30 kilos on everybody else, and he's just like ripped, yeah, that girl there. This girl was 40 or 30 kilos heavier than any other girl in the field. And she started at like, when the other guys finished their final list. Let's be clear, camp. and let's be clear, it's a woman. She was born as a woman. Yeah, she's a legitimate woman. Good. Yeah, but th this girl yeah, didn't like That's a, that's a big girl. She, she she fucked up everybody. They were like, when they finished, they got third lifts. She, that's when she came out for her first. God damn. And like, I was like, when you're 150 kilos. 21 years I'm, old. Yeah, and my height. I was like, damn. No wonder she's whooping their ass. She's got like 30 kilos on these bitches. Bro, she could mess like, you up. Big time. The same with the, same with the, the Lasher guy. He had like, all the little dudes on the rest of his field were like 30, 20 kilos lighter. I'm like, man, these guys just, just piling on. In the 87 plus kilo category. Both of them, that Lasher guy and this girl, made the rest of their field look like little bitches. It was insane. Holy And this is the Olympics. But I was just, I just thought it was fun to watch how dominant these guys are and then just how different the physiques were. Because if you look at the, like the 67 kilo guys and the seven, they're dice to hell. It's insane. And, but then you get up to the heavyweight where these guys are just lifting insane amounts. It just gets crazy. China was, always, China was always dominating as far as like oh, yeah. lifting and... Well, so China didn't have a... Didn't have a I didn't see the... They didn't get any medal on the super heavyweight for the men. Mm. The, girl, the girl they obviously had. But even, the, even the, just as you got smaller, they were all like little ripped... Crazy shredded. I just thought I was just yeah. See that that girl was in the heavy, super heavyweight. I think she got silver or bronze. Yeah, claiming second bronze in as many games in the plus eighty. Yeah. Okay, so she was in the one with the uh, the Chinese yeah, girl. Yeah. But it's just I just thought it was so crazy. Well, yeah. See, like that looks like a normal kind of. Like you'd see for like a weightlifter yeah. or, or see, something. See, this dude's like. not. This dude's not gonna win, is he? Do you think he's gonna? I mean, if he's is he super heavyweight or is he heavyweight? I don't think so. No, he's uh, set a max so. record for. He's in the men's one oh nine. Oh look at that. Come, oh, he wasn't in that super heavyweight. No. I just thought it was so crazy that like given the plus, like when it's like okay, you get the chance to do be as heavy as you want. Everyone's like, yeah, put on the fat. Let's get out of here. Yeah. It's funny, so funny. But man, these guys. Were, when I saw that girl, I, I Bro, was just like physics, physics, fat yeah, leverage and stuff like that. Fat, 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 white, white moves white, isn't it? But of course, it's just. But when Mass you saw that girl, she looked heavy, but you wouldn't have thought 150 kilos. I would yeah. not have thought 
that's a that's a and and again she was heavier than i think like maybe all of the super heavyweight men minus maybe like three or four but that's still super impressive man and the, see yeah. the weight class is 87 plus she's 150 she's yeah. <laughs> she's a big one after 80 there's no fucking limit <laughs> yeah but that's that's the weirdest thing and i just thought it was so crazy that she's just like let's just push it to the extreme and and, the, and she went i was like damn she makes me she makes me look like a little bitch 150 yeah. kilos yeah. uh i agree with zan i enjoy fasted workouts my partner's the same way when she feels hungry i've been trying to give her protein bars or liquid calories like in sure it depends on preference Buy her a tub of Apollo Nutrition protein powder using the Coke Final Scoop. Those are good liquid calories. Save 15%. That lines Robbie's pocket so he can pay his rent for another month. Hell yeah. Clippy. Anybody know who Clippy is? Yeah, he's, he's put like a few little... Nice I know. I'm, I'm going to say, does anybody, can anybody guess who that is? I know who it is, but... No? 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 I appreciate the the Halo medals. It's Gerhard from a fitness informant. Oh, G G money. money. Alex, hey boys, G saying the same G that is Clippy is sending me Zylaria from New Live. Don't trust anything from Gerhard or New Live Science. It's all spiked and laced with amphetamines. Don't take it. Took the time to read up on it. I'm excited to give it a try. If any of you had experience with it, big thanks to G. No, I'm just kidding. Please don't know. New Live's good people. They're on the up and up. G's awesome. Yes, we have been messing with Xylaria. We touched on this, what, two weeks ago, Lucas? You and I had talked yeah. about it? Um, I've been messing around with between a gram and a gram and a half at night, and I've been giving the same to Sandy. Uh, it, I would say it, it's, it knocks you out fairly quickly. Like you, I fall, I zip in the sleep very quickly and especially if you stack five milligrams with of melatonin on top of that you are you go out super duper quick my take uh reishi three grams and one gram of uh Zylara. yeah you, you'll sleep like a baby beautiful good beautiful, stuff. beautiful dreams beautiful yeah. dreams yeah robbie whenever we get around to that sleep aid for uh apollon <coughs> That that ingredient. Yeah, I love I love that ingredient. I mean, from what I read, it's it's a solid ingredient. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna put that in. Probably there. really good. Yeah, it's really good. And maybe G will give us a give us a discount. He'll give us the inside scoop on it. Uh, if I eat before workout, I feel weighed down by an anchor. Yeah, same. Yeah. See a lot. I see that a lot with people preaching their specific diets. Everybody is different. Keto, intermittent fasting, let people live. You don't have to eat five meals a day. Couldn't agree more. Your body, figure it out. And also depends on your lifestyle and what other kind of uh, commitments you got going on. Are you training twice? At, excuse me. Are you doing like two days training like you're a high school athlete that's got practice in the morning and then the afternoon? Or are you doing you know, super long competition days where you've got multiple soccer matches in a day or are you just somebody that goes to a nine to five job and then you're just training once a day it's it's completely different depending on i the mean we can we stuff. can all agree though that vegetables suck regardless of your diet like i'm offended it's, it's the presentation oh yeah maybe you i just have, haven't you have to have the shit no, 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 no. Oh, shane 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 it's 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 the presentation and the knife 
Yeah. Maybe no one's cut my vegetables before. <laughs> you know what? I'll call my mum up over the weekend tomorrow and be like, hey, could you, could you prepare me a salad and just dice it up for me? Get one of those old spiralizers, Shane, and you can do noodles with zucchini. Why the fuck would I buy something specifically with all this shit? I just, look. Well, you can use it with potatoes. You can use it with carrots. You can use it with yellow squash. None of which I eat. Carbs or vegetables. Okay, I'm good. Okay. There we go. I tried. I tried. But vegetables, look, sorry. I think everyone, everyone understands vegetables suck. All right, we're going to have an issue with Ben here. When the LSU guy says it's a big girl, it's a big girl. There's, well, if you ever walked around LSU's campus, there are some some mighty fine looking women on LSU's campus. I will say, though, is that a knock on the quality? I, I'm assuming he thinks that like Louisiana girls are typically big, and but my, my wife is an LSU girl, and she's you know about as thin as they come. Yeah, uh, but she is like a big girl. She she definitely is like yeah. Um, if you go see, go look at the the sorority row on LSU and all that stuff. You'll be you'll you'll be in good good territory. I'm but still, I'm gonna say Florida girls. There's something magical in the water in Florida because it doesn't matter where you go. Florida State, Florida University, of Miami. That's yeah. There we go. Okay, I had to look up what biggins meant. Sorry. A biggin? You don't know what a biggin is? No, so we had, we had like chips. We had like a chip snack oh. <laughs> years ago. That's called biggins. No, a biggin is just something like you just... Yeah, no, I, look, look, I, was, yeah. I was not... I was not... Uh, it, was, it was very immediately known to me what biggins is. Yeah. When I no, sorry, that's, that's our, uh, my southern drawl. Our, uh, the, the Cajun, Kunas, Creole, Louisiana boy that I am coming out. I was like... I was like... Because because the chips that we had were like cheesy puffs, they were like a curly cheesy puff, and I was like, does oh, yeah, that mean like she's the Cheetos and spirals? Yeah, kinda. And I was like, does that mean she's like cheesy? What is it? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, she's just, just she's... yeah, she's a big girl. Yeah, healthy size. So, no, no way connected to the the bluebird chip snack. Sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Brooke, I would agree with that. Being that big over the long term will have deleterious effects on the joints. I, I would, yeah, I but she's that. got so many gold medals. Who gives a shit, right? But yeah, she can oh, lose man. all the weight now. She's she's won her golds and cemented her place in history. So she can she can slim down now. Brooke, Brooke is a Florida girl. She's a, a UF grad. I'll take that Florida girl comment and stride. Well, there you go, Brooke. Shridhar did low carb and intermittent fasting formula. I'm sorry, I was looking down at the next comment on the line, and my my brain got. Confused. Did low carb and intermittent fasting for many years. The mental clarity was amazing. Recently added carbs since I lost my appetite deep into keto. And as a hiker, it led to some muscle loss. It can, if you're not consuming enough adequate protein on intermittent fasting, you definitely can experience some muscle loss. You can also cycle. If you don't want to like uh, have this mental fogness or anything like this, you can just stick to like protein and uh, fats. And like after your hike, you can then switch and add some extra carbs, so they will be utilized glycogen, <coughs> and you won't be kicked out of so out of keto is that so I would do that. Yeah. Shane, we didn't get your input. Oh, never mind. Shane's leaving. Whatever. We don't need him anyway. I know he can hear everything we're saying too. He didn't mention if he did intermittent fasting or ever, ever messed around with that. But we'll get we'll get back to that in a second. I like carbs. All the carbs. What is your favorite carbohydrate, Alex? Favorite source, and what is your least favorite source? And they don't have to be clean carbs. They can be whatever. Uh, 
Sean, what's going on, Sean? It's Up Talk Radio. Uh, recommendations for joint formulas? Yes, the as to be yet released Apollon joint formula is the recommended joint formula. We touched this topic like also yeah last week, week or two weeks ago something like that. yeah, yeah. um orthogen by morphogen is fantastic sns joint support xt is is fantastic as well um i've heard good things about animal flex but i've never used it um i do a simple uh three or four ingredient stack that i have my dad doing and he just got a total knee replacement not too long ago um oh. it is a natural eggshell membrane uh, Boswellia serrata, UC2 collagen, and what the hell was the other thing? There was a fourth thing. So natural eggshell membrane, NEM, UC2 collagen, Boswellia serrata extract, and the hell was that fourth ingredient? I'll have to look it up. Send me an email, Sean, and I'll, uh, I'll send you the four ingredient stack because I also sent the exact same thing over to Brooke, too, for joint stuff. Sean, I would say uh, curcumin as the that one. Yeah. Omega omega threes. That's the second one. Third would be scissors. Fourth would be collagen. And uh, fifth, if I would say which one is, is good, I would also uh, put uh, attention to uh, ginger root. Yeah, ginger root, anti-inflammatory. That's got good stuff. Hyaluronic acid. That's good. Yes. Uh, yeah. Don't just go for like the standard glucosamine and chondroitin mixture. That's no. so cheap. Um, you should be able to get that included in anything. I was trying to find like off the wall kind of stuff. So the Luke, yeah. recommendations Lucas gave, those are great. Or just uh, shoot me an email and I'll send you the stuff off Amazon I get uh, and send to my dad too. But yeah, we talked about Sysis a couple weeks ago. That's what it was, Lucas. We were talking about brands like Primaforce, SNS, and Anova awesome. Farm. So good. Yeah. Uh, Apollon Caramel Macchiato is helping me to get some protein. It's so close to that Starbucks drink. I love it. Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Remember to use the code. <laughs> code final scoop. 15% off. Bro, I'm what? the worst when it comes to like pimping this shit out. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm horrible with that. Yeah. Uh, Brooke, if you gain that much weight, where it is deleterious to the health? It is something that isn't reversible, like the internal working of the body. Um, yeah, because they've had a few studies that show that like obese individuals, like they've been obese for many, many years, you can actually start to see some of the deleterious effects as far as like calcification of the arteries and stuff like that. Even back on, like when you're a kid, they've gone back and been able to see, like, you can start to see little things like obese kids. You think it'll, you'll lose the weight and it'll bounce back. There's still some, you know, adverse impacts on your, your on human physiology from being that overweight. Um, now is it? Is it something that's not reversible or won't go away? I don't think we have enough data to, to do that. But, uh, you know, performing at the extremes of physical performance and competing at those high levels is not synonymous with just general health and wellness. Like, you got to put your body through some seriously strenuous shit to get to those levels. And, you know, you, yeah. you got to justify it, you know, look inside and say, is, is it worth it? Is, do I want to push myself to those extremes and do what's required? If that is, then you're you're not at that moment. You're not necessarily interested in overall health and longevity. You want to get that gold medal. You want to get the million dollar contract, whatever it is, the accolades. Um, mm -hmm. So it's you know where, what's valuable to you in your situation and that life point is kind of what you got to look at it. And so for those individuals, hey man, yeah, it's I mean look at Ronnie Coleman, shit he did was not healthy, 
but he's the greatest Mr. Olympia of all time. Will always will be that way, and he doesn't have any regrets about it ever. You see him; he's still very jovial, cordial, happy, and everything like that. He doesn't regret it at all. He's been asked if you could go back, would you change anything? He says no. Yeah, um, buddy. So he's he's super happy with his life situations, and so it just kind of depends. You know, I thought what was interesting about those weightlifters, though, is I was curious when you're like that, <coughs> uh, like that lady. Yeah. Uh, she was 150 kilos. Do you think she was 110 and was like, maybe I'll try weightlifting? I was like, oh, I could really benefit by going up a weight. Or do you think she was 150 to start and was like, hey, you'd be good at weightlifting. Give it a no. try. No, I think she worked like you got to. I think yeah. she worked up to that. Yeah, but especially like, like what she was training. Correct? What, like they started reading them at like well. six years old to like go up to those things, man. <clears throat> yeah, she gradually increased her weight, probably. No, but more. obviously, like. You, you know, they, even if they trained her from when she was young, like you wouldn't necessarily know naturally how big someone's going to get. And she's my height, so she's as tall as me. Yeah, yeah. But she has fifty kilos more than me, which is ridiculous. But still, my point is, is like, at what point were they like, "Hey, let's get you to one fifty? Or do you think she just naturally got to a large size? You know what? I, say, I, say, I, say with the other weightlifters as well, because I was curious, like. Yeah. Surely they w weren't all started when they were five. They would have started in their teens and they'd be like, hey, yeah. you're really heavy. Give it a try. Or do you think they started in like the lower weight categories and were like, I'd be much better if I just slapped on some cheeseburgers? I think that, you know, the, the starting point uh, for her and for like other athletes is probably like higher than usual people, you know? Hmm. Let's say you, you and me, I think. I think she was like already in the like, let's say, in a good good way, and probably you know after that. Yeah, like she, I I don't think she would have been like seventy kilos or sixty kilos. She had to have been naturally. Yeah, that's my point. Heavy. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah but I she mean, was like she was not that big without trying. I think she may have been thicker on the thicker side, mm -hmm. but I mean, th there's there's different degrees. Like you could be larger but then to go to that size i mean that that takes some serious eating yeah that's what you i was know. saying i'm like do they at what point are you like maybe i'll go down to the lower weight class and but then i was like maybe maybe she just is naturally that heavy and then yeah, yeah. it just suited her more i was curious yeah. i was just i was just thinking i was like it's you know how do you stumble into that weight class yeah, As I don't think there's any stumbling. The it's like one. you pursue that with like the same thing with like the super heavyweights in, in the IFBB and things like that. You're not just going to like Ronnie Coleman didn't just wake up and say, I think I'm going to go compete at 300 pounds on stage weight. Like you got to eat and you hear about Jay Cutler. Yeah, but there's, the there's is a little there's is a little different. They're all shooting for that. that, that like they put on as much muscle as possible. If, if it happens that they end up at a certain weight, so be it. Whereas this yeah. one, these people are shooting for a weight and obviously trying to figure out at what point is it you know is it still efficient for them to to put on a kilo to does it will it help you gain more strength i guess so yeah anyway it's interesting yeah brooke thank you so much for the five dollar donation brooke you're awesome donation towards some freaking merchandise a vegetable knife for shane and letting people live their life yes can I ask, what is the difference between a knife and a vegetable knife? Just curious. There's, there's so many. Like, I'm not going to use a butter knife to cut vegetables. That's, okay, so, okay. Let's just say you have a knife that, that 
cuts meat or people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like one knife. If uh, is a vegetable knife any different from that, or are we just talking about a sharp knife? That's not like like is we're there... just talking about a sharp knife, but we're oh, just going to call it the vegetable knife. It's a point. I just of thought I was like, is, it, is there something special? Like what? Like does it have? I don't know. Wavy edges or some shit. I don't know what vegetable people eat. I mean, I've got a couple of different knives in the kitchen. Not not a specific vegetable knife, but I'm saying. Smart ass. I was trying to talk about Robert. <laughs> no, but it's like I've got a Santoku knife, which is it kind of has a, 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 a tip that kind of goes down here. I've got a regular chef knife that curves up like that. Here, I'll, I'll bring <clears> these up so people know what the hell I'm talking about. I mean, look, I got two knives, a big one and a small one, and yeah. they're both pretty. They're both sharp. I cut the. I cut meat with my scissors anyway. What? Yeah. Who the hell cuts you are, meat with scissors? scissors? You are scissors missing are out hard. if you have not. If you're still cutting your meat with fucking knives, you're living back in the early 1900s. I'm with, People in the I'm comments, please Shane. tell me you don't cut your meat with knives. I'm with Shane here. Please, please Shane back here. me up and make sure I don't... Just please, it, it is... Please. There's actual meat scissors. There's actual food scissors. You can buy yeah. them. So I have yeah, a knife like this. Sense. It's not this exact model, but this is what a Santoku is. So you can see here and it kind of drops down like yeah. that. That's what I have. Okay, so you have a Santoku knife. To, I don't fucking know. It's a big knife. It's it's to cut everything. Right, but do you or do you have something like, like a regular chef's a knife one. where it curves up instead of curving down? So something more along no, the lines no, of no, this. No, 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 not that one. That one's useless. Why is this one useless? Wustoff, That's like one of the best brands you could possibly buy for a chef knife. I don't know. I don't know at a time when I would have something that long and when I would want it to curve. That's too small. But that's for that's like if you're just, like doing like a bunch it. of meat and plus and you're ripping through a bunch of vegetables, you just let it rock and roll on the board, man. You slice through everything. That's I just told you that you got scissors. You're gonna cut celery with scissors? Where the and fuck am I gonna eat celery? <laughs> Where the fuck am I gonna eat onions? If you're cooking a stew or borscht or something, I mean You're gumbo. missing the point when you're starting the sentence with when are you cooking onions? Never. Actually, never, never have I cooked onions or whatever the fuck the other one is you said. Never. So why would I go and buy a fucking knife to be like, oh yeah, I'd love to cut my shit into smaller pieces. No. That's what like the scissors are for. like a cooking channel now. Google meat, ni- meat knife and something will come up. Oh, sorry, meat yeah. scissors. Meat scissors. No, meat. We'll go meat knife first. <laughs> yeah, see? I've got this one. This bigger, this bigger one. This one? See, like, I've seen that before, like, at the barbecue joints where they go and slice it. I mean, that's closer to the right. Right. Yeah. Closer to the right. This one? You this got the one, meat yeah. cleaver from the one they used oh, in the... Oh, uh, wrong. Yeah. That's me. That's the, the, the meat cleaver. The, 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 yeah, the cereal exactly, knife. Man. Yeah. All rounder. One knife. That's all. Yeah. Look at... Type in meat scissors. They'll have one. Guaranteed. There you go. Fucking... I'm just trying to think about when... I mean, I've seen kitchen shears for cutting off, like, the backbone of a chicken. But do you, you cut, like, your normal meat? So if you're going to grill a steak, you cut your steak with that? Okay, one, I don't grill a steak or cook a steak. I just eat chicken. So I just get the chicken <laughs> breast, and I cut it up. You cut it up into, what, like, little cubes or strips? Or what the hell do you cut it up into? You don't just, like, cook the bitch whole? Sometimes I do. Most of the time I do. But if I'm doing, like, a fresh meal... To, to like eat right there and that, and then I'll cut uh-huh. it up. It's way faster than a bloody knife. I'm sorry. Ah, is it? Uh, yeah. It is, yeah. Thank <sighs> you, Lucas. Thank you. 
Special, especially if you, if you do, if you cook in batch, you're doing like a new prep or something. And if you like, for example, do like, let's say 12 or 20 breasts, cut them yeah. in like five seconds and you're done. Yeah. But no, it, it's faster to just take the chicken boobs, put them on the tray, stick them in the oven. I don't need to waste time cutting them. I'll cut it when I'm ready to eat. Yeah, but either way, this at any point the scissors are bigger than the knife, them, bro. <sighs> I don't know. I know. That's why I said it. That's meat scissors. Invest in some. You'll you'll thank me later. Okay. Meat I'm not scissors. buying a fucking vegetable knife purely because, like as I said, I don't eat vegetables, so there's absolutely no point. I'm curious what actually comes up if we search for a vegetable knife. It's gonna be your face. <laughs> <laughs> Got the, it's a brutal nickname. <laughs> Bro, we're you we're got these pairing knives and stuff like that for like. There you go. There you go. That's that's that. See that colorful little thing right there. Yeah. If you told me if you had a picture of, I think that looks pretty vegetable to me. You think that looks pretty? Because just because it looks like carrot squash and zucchini. Yeah. No, I, I, I wouldn't name shit like that. I would just been like, yeah, that looks a bit. Looks that's a bit a yellow vegetable. It's a green vegetable. Oh, I wouldn't have a this shit. Looks a bit bright. Looks a bit. Yeah, I'm not sure what I would offbeat. Use this one for. I mean, that looks more like a serrated knife, like the the cut of steak. Cucumbers, maybe. I don't know. What other yeah. what other what other watery shit do you put in your salad? <laughs> all right. Now that we've lost all of our viewers after talking about vegetable knives, let's see. That quickly escalated. Jake, I think of two uses for knives: cutting or stabbing people. <laughs> <sighs> Risky business openly typing meat into your browser search for all of us to see. Yeah. Man, I, I got nothing I to hide. I, got nothing I, to say, hide. I, typed in, I typed in Biggins. I was... <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't share your screen when you were typing in Biggins. Uh, those knives are amazing. Yeah. Wustoff knives are great. Um, and the, uh, the Santokus are great. I've, I've always liked those a lot. Uh, Wheats, just a big thanks for the new Chaos V3. Yeah, Wheats has been asking for Chaos V3 to be released forever. So also love the Mojito Hooligan. How's the reception been, Robbie, for Chaos well, V3? Um, we just started selling it yesterday. I mean, the orders are definitely like piling up because people that liked uh, the previous Chaos, I mean, it's basically the same thing. Just look, like, like TJ said, it's about 15, 20% more. So, you know, there are no, like, really surprise. I mean, there are a couple of surprises, but uh, nothing, like, drastic. Trying to stick to, you know, to the same kind of format and, and, and to stick to the same base. But, uh, yeah, no, the reception, because we were out of stock on Chaos, I think, for about a month or two. Mm -hmm. So the demand is, like, really, it's, it's funny, because Hooligan and Assassin, Chaos and Shogun, they have such faithful followers you know, and it's 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 actually pretty surprising because Marina, for example, and I said it yesterday in my post, she never liked chaos. She likes a little bit more, you know, aggressive uh, stuff and uh, something that she like really feels that fires her up. Mm -hmm. I I like you know when I diet, I like a little bit more of a, that draining feel where I like really feel like I'm dieting, and I think chaos kind of gives you that a little bit more. So I think like they both have their own fans and uh, you know, it, it's good, but I did try and that's the first time that I've done it. I think two or three days ago, I did half a serving of chaos and half a serving 
of uh, Shogun, and mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that. I think the balance was perfect. Again, not too extreme, but at the same time, not mellow enough, just perfect combination. Cool. I use a butter knife for my steak, <clears throat> and I know it's cooked perfectly. Okay. Korean barbecue joints give you kitchen shears to cut the meat. <clears throat> Korean people know what's up. Korean Korean barbecue is delicious. I, I know that much. Yeah. The one time I've had it, or two times I've had it, I did not get any any shears. But maybe I went to the wrong place. Maybe they knew they knew you were a vegetable guy, so they're like, "Don't give him scissors." Yeah. Uh, he went anti shears with my food. I've just been like, he's gonna be confused. Let's just make sure he yeah. has a good time. Yeah. Shane, you should try fusilli sometime. I think you would like it. Is this? Do you like fusilli? Is that not just like a type of pasta? Yeah, it's corkscrew pasta. Yeah, I give a shit what shape my pasta's in. <laughs> do you like regular? Do you like pasta? I mean, I'll eat it, but so that's a no. No, this okay. I have this argument or discussion with my wife several times. We'd be like, "Will you eat this?" And I'd be like, "Nah." And she's like, "Oh, so you don't like it?" I said, "No." Just because I'm not eating something doesn't mean I don't fucking like it. I don't want to eat ice cream every night. Doesn't mean I don't like it. Just because I don't want to be fat. Well, no, no, no. Because I'm with you on this. Like, I don't crave pasta. I'll eat it, but I, I never crave it. So if somebody said, "Do you like pasta?" I'll go, "Eh, it's all right," kind of thing. I mean, I'll eat it. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't hate it. I don't like. Right. I don't love it. It's. It's just. It is what it is. Yeah. Have you ever had fresh handmade pasta before? Hmm. I think that we've been to some place in like Europe where it was probably on the sign. Mm -hmm. We make our own pasta, blah, blah, blah. And I don't think I gave a shit. But anyway, it was still, I still ordered the chicken burger probably. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a uh, chicken burger. Is it a chicken patty or is it like just a chicken sandwich? I don't know. I don't remember. I've had too many chicken burgers. I can't remember the time, what, what, what they served me. The vast majority of times you've ordered a chicken burger. Is it in the shape of a burger patty or is it like a grilled chicken breast that's on a bun? Oh, I mean, in Europe, you could get God knows what. It could come out with pieces of chicken. It could come out with grilled chicken. It could be crumbed. It could be fucking anything. I don't remember. I like it. I prefer it to be the grilled chicken. But yeah. Like I said, and, and, and when you go to different countries in Europe, it, you know, it's just, a, it's a mixed bag. You get what you get, Brad. Okay. Do you like cheese on your sandwich or no cheese? Cheese? Okay. Sam don't, don't mix sandwich and burger. Okay. You need to, I know that's an American, like you guys do, you call sandwich, yeah, whatever. Burger. We'll just say burger to keep it, to keep it sane. Okay. Yeah. I'll put cheese on the burger. Right, but on the on the chicken on the chicken one, like a, if you get a grilled chicken sandwich that uses a bun, like you would on a burger, do you like cheese on that as well? I'm not gonna care either way, but I would prefer that it's uh, that it's not attached to the chicken because then it melts. What's wrong with melt? You don't like melted cheese on it, or you prefer no, not that like, melted like, cheese? On it? I prefer to have a like. I prefer to be able to bite into it evenly rather than like the cheese slowly melting out of the burger. Interesting. See what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no, no. Just I would like a... an even. I would like an even dispersion of cheese throughout my burger experience, rather than the right. cheese like slowly falling off onto the side, and then I get just chicken in the middle and it's dry as shit. 
I want to have some cheese in the middle. I don't think I've ever had that happen. I've, I've consumed a fair share of, of grilled chicken. But that's because you probably... I don't think you've had a fair share of gr chicken burgers. Don't mix... The, don't confuse the two. But it's... Uh, I think you have. You probably didn't notice. It happens. Maybe not. I mean, there was a place that was... When we lived in Louisiana, it was called uh, Triple Nickel Grill. And I would get the, their uh, Brickhouse chicken sandwich every Friday night when Sandy would go there. We would start with an order of the fried mozzarella triangles they didn't do the sticks they did little triangles and the second they would see us pull it up we had no habit of doing this they would see our car pull up and then they would drop them bitches to where we when we got to the counter and ordered they were handing us the the mozzarella sticks right so we go and sit in that and then i would get the it was a blackjack chicken sandwich so it was uh a bun uh grilled chicken breast like they just pounded it thin then they put monterey jack cheese and then they put bacon on top of that and then you could get your lettuce and tomato on the side if you wanted to eat that and Never had an issue with my cheese. cheese. I prefer the cheese being above the lettuce. Well, it was on the side. Like, so the, you had your bottom bun, you had your chicken, then you had your bacon, then you had your cheese, and then on the other, it was, then they would serve it open face. So then oh, on the other side was yes. your, was the top bun and it had the lettuce and tomato on top of that. So you could take it off if you wanted to or not. Uh, yeah. I prefer, I prefer it all together anyway. Okay. There we go. You notice how we always end up talking about food on this show? We, it's like 90% food talk and then 10% supplements half the time. But then it's, some, it's because someone starts a topic of conversation and then I'm forced to talk about it. Yeah, that's true. All right, for any of the listeners that you actually have a legitimate supplement question, feel free to post those up. This is not just about uh, Shane's hatred and vitriol of all things plant-based and uh, my affinity for them and knives. I Aren't nuts plant-based? Uh, nuts are plant-based, yes. Yeah, see? So I love peanuts. Cashews, oh, I love them all. Okay. Yeah. Well, so it's not a complete hatred for plant-based. It's just vegetables and salad. Oh, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Lucas, plant-based, that, that brings me up to something. Lucas, I know you listen to Fuad's podcast fairly regularly, mm -hmm. don't you? Of course. It was the episode a couple of days ago. I don't know if it was the bro chat or something. I don't know. It was they started ranking or doing. They start off discussing the the Tampa Pro, which was going on this weekend. Yeah. Um. And they were talking about at somewhere on the point in the conversation, they started talking about plant based fats versus animal fats, and they just said, "Who had said something like, man, when I eat plant based fats, I just feel slower during the day.'" And he said, "With animal fats, I don't feel as slow." And I thought that makes no fucking sense. I mean, I love Fuad's podcast, but he said, man, when I just when I just eat peanuts, I'm thinking like I just, you know, all these plant based foods, I just feel so much slower or something like that. And I just thought that, that nothing that doesn't make I've never eaten an avocado and thought, man, I'm so slow after eating this avocado. Just but then I go and have a giant steak and I feel invigorated and so much, you know, lighter on my feet. It, it, it's if anything, it's the inverse of that. I feel which, I feel much I feel much around the other way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like when you have like a big like head. I don't like ribeye. I'd prefer like a sirloin or or you know tenderloin or something like that. But anytime you eat that, that seems to stick with me a hell of a lot longer than doing like yeah. peanut butter, peanuts, almonds, avocado, or something like that. You know what? I don't remember when the last time I was like um, trying to implement into my diet, like you know the sunflower oil. Uh, you know, uh, rapeseed oil, those kinds of things. Yeah. I usually stick to like avocados, you know, uh, as far as like uh, nut butters, I go with like almond or macadamia nuts, those mm -hmm. kinds of things, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. It's like, but it's like saying that, you know, 
fast, like make him slower or something. Yeah, there's a few, few things that he comments every now and then. I'm thinking, where? Well, you're, but, you're a really intelligent guy, Fuad, but some of the stuff they come up with every now and then. No, seems I, like you know what? I actually, I actually think that he's very, very good at marketing. I think he's very, very good at hyping, and I think he's very good at creating, you know, content and stuff like that. But you do have to take a lot of the things that he says with a grain of salt. I mean, that's just you know, for anyone who is a groupie and who is like just a fan. Anything that he says, they will go like, oh, yeah, yeah, Fawad said this, Fawad said that, and it's all great and stuff. But at the end of the day, like, you know, anyone with an even moderate level of intelligence, if you think about it, it's not like he's going to take a tablespoon of vegetable fat and a tablespoon of uh, meat fat and he's going to try each and every one and see how he feels. Because it's complete fucking ridiculous statement at the end of the day, he has fat is a byproduct of one or the other meal, which he probably had. And even then, you know, it's typically when you have heavy saturated fats, you'll actually feel sluggish. And that's, that's, that's pretty much proven. You know, you will feel very, very sluggish. And, uh, you know what? I think he wanted, he wanted to say with his comment that, you know, that, that the fats that are like coming from plants are like, uh, yeah, but, but, but the thing is, you actually have the plant. It's like what, uh, what Shane said that, you know, he likes peanuts and stuff like that. I mean, he actually eats peanuts, and the fat is just byproduct that they contain. It's a vegetable fat. And if anything, I, I'm almost sure that, you know, if you're going to have, say, a small amount of steak uh, that has saturated fat in it, animal fat, and you have some peanuts that will have, uh, you know, uh, plant fat. <clears throat> I'm almost certain you're actually going to feel better on peanuts than you have I thought so. than, than steak. It's just common sense. So I think what he said was either ignorance and not true, or he said it to generate the reaction that, you know, that he wanted to generate, you know, the talk and the hype and whatnot. But it makes no sense, not from scientific point of view, not from general point of view. I'll have some peanuts, and if anything, you know what? There were actually times where I would be on a low-carb or no-carb diet, and I would feel very, very, very sluggish. Like, I would feel tired and exhausted. Uh, and I'm not saying because of keto diet. I would say that just because of training and exhaustion and cardio and whatnot. Not enough vegetables. Not, not enough vegetables. And I would have a, a handful of peanuts... And maybe it's in my head or maybe they do help, but I would feel actually a little bit more energetic. They would actually help me with my energy. I don't think that having six ounces of, uh, you know, ribeye steak would, would help me the same way. In fact, because the meat digests a lot slower, I would feel that, you know, I would expect that I would actually slow down a little bit and be a little bit more sluggish. Maybe it would feed my muscles better, but the overall feeling, no way. And that's the exactly the same thing as we said about, you know, training on empty stomach. A lot of people actually train on empty stomach while having nothing in their body and they feel better and more energized than when they have food. So, you know, from a common, uh, from a common sense of point of view, that, that has absolutely, uh, you know, no, no validity to me at all. Yeah. I don't want to discount like anecdotal experience or personal like. There's going to be, we, we touched on it earlier with the diet stuff. You're going to have an individual reaction to certain foods and maybe plant fats make him feel slower. I don't know. I just, I found that very weird the way that, that they were discussing that. Sridhar switched over to Twitch to get in this comment. 
Uh, I hope it's reversible. I lost 120 pounds and kept most of it off for eight years now. Definitely helped my joints and my blood work, cholesterol, et cetera, improve. I think body fat percentage matters. Oh, absolutely. Body fat percentage has a huge impact on just overall cardiometabolic health, not to mention uh, your joints and everything, too. Um, hey, by the way, congrats, man, on the results. That's, yeah, man. that's, that's interesting. But yeah, not only losing that amount of weight, but keeping it off for as long as you have, that's fantastic. Speaking um, from me as a, as I was also a chubby little bastard. <laughs> I just, I love the way you say that. <laughs> that that's a lot of, that's a lot of t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's people that have been type two diabetics for a few years and they lose all the weight and they start getting healthy are able to come off or drastically reduce their, you know, the, their diabetic drugs. Um, so it's, and same thing with high blood pressure medications, statins, all of that kind of stuff, like getting into a healthy body composition, living a healthy lifestyle can do wonders for getting you off medication. Not maybe you can't get off of it completely, but you can dramatically reduce how much or how frequently you're having to take it. Um, but yeah, I, I, the thing I was referencing mostly was about uh, calcification of arteries and damage that can be happening to those kind of things. Some of those effects may be longer lasting, whether they are completely ameliorated, you know, as you get into the deeper decades of your life, I don't know. I haven't delved into the research that far yet. You know what? I'm sure that Marina also can uh, recall it that, you know, if you're like super overweight, you're taking like all different kinds of medicines yep. and you're taking medicines on top of medicines because one medicine is like helping to uh, decrease the, the effects of other <laughs> of the other medicine that is like neglecting you. So, yep. Uh... I have a question for you, Shane. I was having some uh, offline discussions with a few other gentlemen in the industry that you guys are, are quite familiar with. Um, and the topic of compound solutions came up. Um, they mentioned that compound is not uh, doing the BHB salts anymore. Go BHB is not on their website anymore. Um, oh, really? And you also don't see Vaso 6 on their website now. Um, I don't know. Like, I know y'all have I know the banner up for I know they Pico removed, 2. I know they removed Vaso 6 ages ago. Yeah, yeah. That's been off for a while now. But the, the GoBHB um, is I a new know. thing that I haven't seen on there for a while. And now they've changed the logo for Pico 2. Um, I don't I know. know they, like, I, the logo, yeah. they have that. And you have the Pico 2 <clears> on the site now. So I don't know. If, is there anything you can give us insight in like, what's going on with Compound? Or are they pivoting directions like because they used to be really heavy into sports nutrition now they've been the past couple of years it's been much more heavily in like keto mct gut health kind of thing oh i mean as far as i know they're still very much sports nutrition but i know that it's like any company they're going to go or they're going to put more effort into areas where they're probably doing well so it wouldn't surprise me if lifestyle health nutrition type ingredients are doing better for them mm. and things like pico 2 and they did their core biome um mm. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm not too surprised that they still branch into that direction. But, I mean, you can still get tea green, dynamine, pico 2, um, go BHB. I don't know. Maybe they maybe there's something changed there. Besides logo, is there any change with pico 2? Not that I know of. No, it still, it still says six organic mushrooms, two clinical studies, yeah. one new logo. Uh, then I had to have Justin explain to me what the hell I Y K Y K means. I have no what idea what the hell that meant. He's so hot here. I'll, I'll pull it up so everybody knows what in the world I'm talking about. We were we were talking about this on the uh, 
the Bourbon Bros podcast the other day because we were just looking through stacked at a few of the new product releases. And right here it says uh, IYKYK. I had no idea what the fuck that meant. Uh, Justin says it if meant you know, if you, you know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had no clue what the hell that meant. I was just guessing. I don't actually know. But yeah. I'm just stupid for this kind of shit. Yeah, I am too. That's why I needed somebody to explain it to me. Uh, this is something we had touched on uh, in our group chat a week or two ago when it was first announced. But what? Oh, yeah. Sean Ray's got an interesting interesting reputation in the in the bodybuilding <laughs> world. There's people that you know think he's done great things for the sport. There are other people that utterly detest him, especially in the commentating side of things. Um, what do you think it does for his credibility? What do you think it does for Mutant's popularity and all of that and helping boost the, the profile of the brand maybe? By the way, did you did you guys uh, watch Dave Palombo's podcast? <laughs> I have not. What happened? <laughs> uh, just I'm not gonna spoil anything. Just watch uh, if you if if you are like listening to RX Muscle, just give it a, a listen and just watch what Dave has to say about uh, Sean Ray and the situation. Uh, the, uh, I'll say this: I mean, uh, Sean Ray is one of my all-time favorite bodybuilders, easily top three. I mean, that physique was just as almost as flawless as they come. But, uh, you know, this, this is a sport that uh, you either on top, or, I mean, especially if you're retired, people will start forgetting about you. There's always a new generation and whatnot. So, you know, you need to be in a spotlight. He's been in a spotlight, but mostly for the wrong reasons. Um, not many people like him in the industry. So I think for him personally, I think that's a great move. Why? Because he's getting a paycheck. He's getting a paycheck. So how bad can it be? Uh, for the company, well, uh, let's be honest, Mutant is not exactly, you know, the most reputable company when it comes to products. Um, they used to have Johnny Jackson up until recently, and uh, I think that was great because Johnny Jackson is extremely um, well-respected as an athlete, you know, maybe not as accomplished as Sean Ray, but extremely well-respected. So uh, I don't know the details. Yeah, Chandra, uh, Johnny Jackson actually was at a Palm yesterday, um, and he's extremely well-respected athlete, uh, you know, just a great all-around guy. Um, I think for a brand like Mutant, that's a huge advantage, considering that, again, let's be perfectly honest, the products are far from good. Yeah, I mean, this is a free workout, and it's, you know, that's, it's caffeine uh, and not much else. Yeah, they're they not a very good brand. I mean, they're not a probably worse brand, but they just mainstream, uh, cool marketing, cool, I mean, cool logo, cool name and all whatnot, but yeah. not, not, not exactly, you know, uh, premium hardcore brand. Uh, saying that, for Sean Ray, I think <coughs> it's a great move. Again, it's a paycheck, so why not? <coughs> for the company, I don't think that hiring somebody who is not very well liked or respected uh, when you don't have already a, a well-respected brand at all, I don't think it adds to your credibility. Replacing Sean Ray, who is very well accomplished, with Johnny Jackson, who is less accomplished but very much liked, they both retired. And uh, Johnny Jackson's still competing. He's still, uh, I mean, he just retired recently, but last year he competed. And at the age of 49, 50, he still looked very, very impressive and competitive. Um, he's also very strong. I mean, he's the strongest uh, bodybuilder in the world. 
He has his own powerlifting federation. He's very actively involved. Family guy, humble guy, hardworking guy. So you ha you're replacing somebody like that with somebody that, let's face it, majority of people in the industry cannot stand them for a very good reason. Somebody who comes off as jealous, somebody who is overweight, somebody who is not really maintaining the lifestyle that he's supposed to in terms of his physical appearance. He let himself go, so to speak. And a guy that's been a bitter bitch for, for the past couple of years, shitting on everybody, criticizing everybody, being openly jealous and a complete fucking douchebag. Uh, I don't know, like, why would you align yourself with a, with a guy like that? You know, I was saying pretty much. Yeah. You said you were a fan. I'm a, I'm a fan of his physique. <laughs> I, think, I think his physique is like probably, again, top three of all time. I loved his physique. I mean, he was absolutely incredible. But you know what? That brings me into conversation. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Top three all time? I, yeah, in my opinion, all time. Oh, Ronnie yeah. J. Dorian. So he surpasses. Uh, I, I, I prefer. No, 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 no. You're talking about accomplishments as Mr. Olympia. I'm talking about physical perfection, symmetry, yeah. beauty, and all that. Mm -hmm. I think he was just very, very, very complete from head to toe. Even top five. Uh, well, for me, he, for me, well, for me, him, Kevin Lebroni, that's already top yeah. two. But, yeah. but like I said, it's for me. Yeah. So, you know, my opinion, Sean Ray and Kevin Lebroni are definitely top two. You know, who is the biggest or the hardest or the greatest, that's a whole other topic. But in terms of like when I see it physical perfection, you know, small waistline, broad shoulders, great conditioning, consistency, uh, beautiful all-around physique, classic lines. To me, Kevin Lebroni and Sean Ray are among top three easily. Um, yeah, I prefer them to Schwarzenegger any day of the week both of them but uh you know you can be a great athlete or a great actor but as a human being you can be a piece of shit too so you know he actually fits that profile great athlete uh top five bodybuilder for 12 years i mean he top, he plays top five in olympia for 12 consecutive years that is <clears throat> a serious 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 accomplishment yeah. and he's never been really off even dorian yates been off but Sean Ray's never been off. He's always been on point with his conditioning. And uh, I remember actually him sending an email to Marina when she was competing. And, uh, and he said something like uh, he was about a week or two out from the Olympia. And he says, I feel like my one foot is at the doorstep of death. And that just should, t should tell you like how seriously he was taking his preparation and all that. So as an athlete, whether somebody has him a top three or top five is irrelevant. The guy is absolutely phenomenal and more consistent than Phil Heath, in my opinion. And he's, uh, I mean, and if you're taking the structure, Phil Heath uh, had very, 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 um, you know, uh, narrow uh, shoulder clavicles. So, you know, even though he had those 3D popping muscles, but when it comes to symmetry, I would still pick Sean Ray. It just that to me that was beauty i mean the beauty about bodybuilding that today you rarely see again the guy is an absolute piece of shit i mean and it's not even a matter of opinion it's a matter of uh you know um history and how he conducts himself with other athletes and how he talks about other athletes and how he created drama and gossip and how many times he was caught lying openly you know why would you align yourself with such athlete just based on the fact that he is uh, 
you know, a very accomplished, legendary bodybuilder from back in the day. You know, um, to go back on what I tried to say was I'm very, very critical of sponsoring athletes because I think 99.9% of them worth dick. They're just terrible. Mm-hmm. And Shane will attest to it when I called him about Branch Warren and there was a possibility. He immediately said, jump on it. Perfect for a pong, hardworking guy, well-respected. And that's the key, well-respected. I, I trained with him only two weeks ago. When he walks into the gym, he's not the same size. He's not the same guy. He is downsized. He's obviously retired for the past five or six years or whatnot. But the level of respect when that guy walks into the gym and when he trains, all eyes are on him and what he brings to the table as a, not just as an, I mean, listen, Sean Ray, in my opinion, is a far superior genetically athlete than Branch Warren is. But when it comes to work ethics, when it comes to conducting himself as an athlete, as a professional, as a businessman, and how he is with his peers, then Branch Warren absolutely destroys Sean Ray. He destroys him all around. Any brand would be very, very proud to have to be represented by him just because of that. So for a brand that is not really known for quality supplements, for a brand that is that had somebody of a level of Johnny Jackson, again, less accomplishments than Sean Ray, far less, but extremely well-respected and reputable, why would you replace somebody with a certified piece of shit? To me, that makes absolutely no sense. You know, you're putting your brand, your reputation on the line, and you already don't have the best reputation with athletes when it comes to quality. Now you're actually hiring somebody who athletes despise. Do you think it's going to increase your sales? I don't think so. You, you're probably making a lot of money selling overseas because you have a cheap-ass brand. But, uh, you know, you're not going to really gain no added reputation or class to your brand by hiring somebody like that. So... The verdict is Chandra wins in this situation, hands down, just another paycheck. Mutant, I think that they gain absolutely nothing. They're not going to, their sales are not going to increase because of Chandra. The reputation of their brand is not going to be elevated because of Chandra. He brings absolutely nothing to the table, regardless that he is my top three, you know, bodybuilder of all time. Yeah. See, I like, I kind of like it. I liked the move. Yeah, I thought it was because to be honest, if they picked up someone like I don't know some young dude, like let's just say, like I know he's not available. Like if you picked up Callum Von Moga, it would seem a bit like unfitting. Yeah, that doesn't like, fit. Like I, I, mutant the vibe always... I get from Callum is just like this like party boy that just like yeah, but like I'm just guy. saying like uh, like new age guys like yeah. They couldn't have picked a new age guy. They needed. They had Rich Piano at one point. They had Johnny Jackson. Maybe Nick Walker. You think? Or Ian no, Valeri? I mean, he's he's obviously tied up with. But well, yeah, Ian, I'm saying. But if if he was a guy, do you think he could? Ian might have made sense because he was he's Canadian and he was with ANS. But um, yeah. but I'm like because old school labs they picked up uh, what's that dude um, Tom Platts, mm-hmm. and they've done incredibly well from what I hear with him with that classic. But I don't necessarily think that they're picking up Sean Ray for like what he's done commentary wise, what he's done magazine wise. They're picking him up for what he was. Like they're picking up that and I think most fans not most fans, 
I would imagine a lot of fans don't probably know him like like Robert knows him. I think a lot of people will will look at him how Robert likes to look at him. They're like mm -hmm. Sean Ray, legendary bodybuilder, did this, this, this. I don't think like I know some bodybuilders and I wouldn't care what the hell they did outside of the stage. Yeah. But I think that's why it's probably the fit that they're going for is they want that iconic legendary bodybuilder and they're just going to merge the two and see how it goes. Cause mutant has been around for a while and it is a very mainstream brand. Yeah. I mean, they don't compete in those big, uh, uh like pre-workout categories so much. They haven't done a pre-workout for like five years, I think or something. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, I don't know, I kind of like the fit because it just would have seemed again it would have seemed weird if they went for someone younger, like, and you I mean you don't really I don't know if you wanted to pick up like an old bodybuilder or something like that but it just seemed like an interesting fit. Mm -hmm. um, I I, I, I think it's... that uh, that I I do I do see what you mean but the problem is that I don't necessarily see Sean Ray increasing sales. Uh, or making a drastic impact on the company's popularity uh, because the thing is, is like, yeah, Calum probably doesn't fit, but he does have an insane following and I'm pretty sure that, you know, he has an army of people that buy products because of him. Yeah. So they would definitely increase their sales with him. Even oh, yeah, though, like, yeah, like yeah. I said, Tom Platts, that's actually a very interesting uh, topic. Because I, I, I think Tom Platts would have been the same. I don't think they would have I picked think, him I, up. Th I think Tom Platts would... I, again, I don't necessarily know if he would increase sales, but... But it brings that, that appearance, that, but he brings that, that feel, appearance. that vibe. That's the what guy, I think they were going the for. Guy, the, guy, the guy still is, I think he's probably, what, late 60s, probably 70s? I don't know, he looks old. Yeah, yeah he's, he's still in pretty good shape for his age. Uh, you know, when Branch Warren, I think, said recently that Tom Platt <laughs> had the best legs of all times, I mean, Branch Warren is known for his legs. So when somebody yeah. like that says that you have the best legs of all time, that means that even they had like um, they had a documentary where they had um, top bodybuilders. That was around the 90s, um, and they voice and they, uh, they 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 faces were blocked, and they were talking about steroids. Tom Platts was the only one in that interview who actually didn't have his face blocked, yeah. and I think he produced it as well. So. All I'm saying is, is that Tom Platz has a fucking tremendous reputation. I don't know yeah. him personally, but he's so well respected and Sean Ray is not. And you're right. You know, I mean, you have guys like me, if I take, you know, aside, if I put aside the fact that I don't like him as a person and I just look at his physique, if you use yeah. his old photos and stuff like that, he's absolutely incredible. That's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, I, I think it's, cause I, not, it's kind of like how you said Tom Platt's like, you don't know him personally. No, no one probably does. And no one cares if he's done anything between two thousands and whatever he's done. They're not caring about what he's done. They're caring about that iconic era yeah. and the knowledge. Same with branch Warren. Like you're not necessarily getting branch for how he looks now. You're getting him for that reputation that he had and held for so long. Yeah. I think that's why I like the fit because they've it's it's a nice classic. It's 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 definitely not normal to pick up like a, um, a aged bodybuilder like from back then, but you don't see them promoting a picture with him now. It's all you, you see there, like there's classic pictures. There there is something to it though because um, you know I just don't think I can see it and, and maybe I'm wrong. I just don't see mutant, you know, going from X revenue-wise to Z uh, because of Sean Ray. I just don't see it. But I mean, I could be wrong. On the other hand, you know, 
we had a we had an all-star seminar in 2019 and clearly we didn't have it in uh, in 2020 and robert was there so we had like a bunch of well-known bodybuilders and athletes on a panel and two of them were old timers like Kevin Levroni and you know and Rich Gaspari. But again, Rich hasn't competed in a million years. He's more known now probably for for his supplement line than anything else. And Kevin is Kevin. They absolutely stole the show. The yeah. two of them, you know, so people came up to me and like, why do you have the rest of these guys here? Juan Morel, who was who just won a show. I mean, he won a pro show. He was there, and he comes up to me. And he goes like, I really did not need to be here. Nobody cared. And, you know, I mean, there was a legit point to it because the Kevin Lebroni and, and Rich Gaspari interaction and their stories and an ability, I guess, to, to, to tell the story, they, they, it was through the roof. And even now we have a seminar that is coming up. If you look at that list, that list is fucking ridiculous. But <laughs> the three guys that get the most attention... <clears throat> Johnny Jackson, Branch Warren, and Dennis Wolf. All of them are retired. Yeah. All of them don't look the way they looked, but they get the most attention. I think there is a reason for that. I mean, all three of them are very, very nice guys, and they bring something to the table. People are already asking me if they can work out with Branch and stuff. So I think that there is, there is a, cert a certain reputation that comes with, uh, you know, when you're competing, regardless whether you like, like, for example, take Nick Walker, for example, right? I actually, I get along very well with him. He's always been nothing but respectful to me, but I know quite a few people that cannot stand him. I mean, including in my gym, some people just didn't like him. And uh, with me, he's 100% fine. I never had a problem with him. He's been nothing but nice. But the thing is, is that um, for some reason, um, those guys, the legends in the sport, certain legends, still have more respect and and more attention than the current you know pros yeah. and uh, it, it's actually fascinating because during the age it's Ronnie always Coleman, gonna be like that bro it's go it's always gonna be like that especially if if it's like let's say you know rich gaspari has like th 20 30 years you know under his belt same as like branch warren or other adults those guys they, they already earned the respect. That's why they are like so popular. And that's why their names are all over all over the place. If someone is going to ask you today, you know, about, I don't know, Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler, and so on, everyone is just like shouting their name straight away. And they're like, yeah, these guys are awesome. These guys are amazing. These guys, you know, put, put on some, some work into it. And I also just want to say one thing, just because, you know, these guys are retired. Doesn't mean they, they need to look like a water balloons, you know. Because, well, yes, for example, yes and no. for example if, you, if, you, if you look at if you look at like I don't know, let's say Jay, if you look at the yeah. branch, if you look at Johnny Jackson, they all look amazing, especially on their age, and they look like they they lift. While um, if, if yes, you look, it, while if you look if you look right now at uh, Sean Ray, it's like dude. What happened? What happened to you? Too much potatoes or something? So well, you know, no, no, no. Like, I, I do understand what you're saying, but the thing is, it's not entirely accurate because it all it not only depends on the physical appearance; it also depends I mean, no, on the personality. No, no, no. What I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say is that if you are like, if you're, if you're uh, representing a 
supplement brand or you want to be like, uh, you know, a face of the brand or want to be like, uh, you know, a major asset to the brand, you need to, you know, put yourself into this category and just like, let's say, okay, if I'm, if I'm uh, a face of a brand, I need to like, you know, put on some work. And not just like, you know... No, uh, no, but personality will play a huge, huge, huge part, whether you liked or not. Because the thing is, is that if you look at some of, of the... If you look at some of the guys who are um, even legends of the sport or something like that, they're not necessarily like... Like a couple of years ago, I went to FIBO and it was very, very interesting to see. Uh, you had a lot of athletes. Some of them were retired athletes. Some of them were legends. And some of them were current champions. So when I went, the champion was still, because I believe it was 2017, I, uh, the champion was uh, Phil Heath. So here's the funny thing. Phil Heath had no line of people to meet him. Nobody. I mean, there were like maybe five people at the most that wanted to take a picture with him. Mm -hmm. But somebody like Marcus Rule who he lives in Germany, so people would definitely see him more often. And the guy who I think the only title he won was the New York Pro, and that's it. He didn't win like any major titles or was a top contender or something like that. Marcus Rule and Dorian Yates had these phenomenal lines. And actually, Sean Ray was there too. And Sean Ray barely had any people like to meet him. People yeah. will, pe people like, you know, it, it, take Fouad, for example. Fouad's podcast is very, very popular, and he actually, I would go and say that he's arguably more popular now than when he was competing. 100%. You know? So I think the personality and how you conduct yourself, people will also pay attention to it. Rich, uh, Rich Piana was a nobody. As an athlete, he was an absolute nobody. But the lines to see him and the way the persona and personality and the, uh, the character that he built because it was obviously built, it was an act, it, for some reason, he connected with people. So I think that, you know, regardless that Chandra is out of shape, which obviously, of course, plays a part, but I think the personality, the interviews, the, the way he talks yes, to the fans, the, the way, the, the way he, he, he treats his peers, you know, is so disrespectful and so nasty that regardless of the fact that he's such a legend, it pushes people away. You know, it's like when you meet somebody in real life and you look up to that guy, you know, um, he's a star or something, and then you meet him in person, and for some reason he turns out to be the biggest douchebag, you look at him different. You look at him different and you lose respect, regardless of the fact that he's so accomplished. Mm -hmm. yeah. Phil, Phil Heath was, you know, Phil Heath won the Olympia seven times. Seven times is an insane number. But in terms of popularity with fans, and I'm not talking about his physique, I'm talking about his persona, he is nowhere near as well respected or loved, not even liked, loved, as Ronnie Coleman. Not even close. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Ronnie actually won, not just with his physique, but also with his personality, his heart, his work ethics, um, his persona in general. So I think that, that that's also very, very important, like how we perceive things. And if somebody represents a company, then your physique or your ability to fight whatever sport you play is important. I, obviously, you know, it's very, very important. But it's also how you're engaging with, you know, with, yeah. with, with your fans. I think that that, that uh, FIBO that you saw, Phil Heath, that, was that one is with Ultimate Nutrition? Uh, 
possibly. I don't remember. It was Cause, two, two, cause, 2016 or 17. Because yeah, I remember I saw him with Muscle Tech and he's, his lines were out the door. He came, he did a world tour to Australia, New Zealand. His lines were like fucking crazy. Shut up! <laughs> um, yeah, and, that was uh, the beginning. In the beginning, he but but no, those those were quite recent. But the the FIBO one was a bit tainted because if you remember, uh, they charged I think it was like twenty bucks to get a photo. It was like they charged, yeah. so no one was going in. And I took a photo of it and I shared it on the stack because I was like, I thought it was so weird. Like I hadn't seen that before. Like. And and I because I remember seeing Dexter Jackson and Phil Heath sitting there and I was like, oh why the fuck's no one going to see them? And I'm like Phil Heath just won. And then like you, that like further forward there's a sign, and I think it was a price per person. It wasn't even for both. I can't remember. Person. I know they were charging. Yeah, they were charging, and I was like, what yeah. the fuck? Because there was a, a year daddy, where. Daddy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> You're talking. Um. There was a year where, where I saw Lou, Lou, shut up. <laughs> there was an Olympia that I saw. Um, difficulties. I saw a, uh, a, a Olympia where Lou Ferrigno was all the way at the back. And I was like, holy shit, that's Lou Ferrigno. No one was lining up. Nobody. And it was, it was like 40, 50 bucks or something for a, a, a selfie. And I was like, fuck, man. I was like, I was about to go up to him and I was like, oh, wait. No, no, I don't want to pay that money. I mean, I, I do maybe for five or ten. Not, not that money. Yeah. I can honestly say that you know when it comes to like Ronnie, the lines to him every year at the people. Yeah, but see, I've like, heard that. I remember seeing him in, in the U.S. In the U.S., he doesn't get that great alliance. No, like the last Olympia I saw him at uh, for for signature series. It wasn't that big, but when you go to like international, like. Uh, yeah. Like it's just fucking ridiculous. Sure, my idiotic the average American is. That's you know what? Is. From my from my standpoint, because we were uh, we are working with uh, Ronnie Coleman signature series for like many years now. You know, and uh, we had boots at the UK, uh, at the Birmingham Expo, yeah. and also the at the FIBO. And the FIBO, yeah, and you know, on both, you know, the lines were. <coughs> I remember like uh, interactions of some people who were like coming uh, from uh, from Scotland and Ireland just to like meet Ronnie, shake his hand. That was like just insane. Yeah. So yeah, some. But as I as as Robic said, I fully agree with him. You know, as far as like you know the the mentality and uh, the vibe of the of the person matters a lot. Yeah, uh, I guess it all depends on how the brand uses them. So it should be yes. interesting to see yes. how that's, it goes. That's, and... that's another aspect. That's another aspect. I'm I'm just I'm just curious because you had in your on your podcast Jim, and he was oh, like he's... explaining he was explaining some stuff. So I highly advise if if no one listens to a Shane's podcast, give it a give it a go. No, no one listens to it. It's not, it's not that great. It's just it's just me. I'm this the, is I'm Lucas. The Lucas is I'm the only one, and he'll tell you about it. So just everyone just, go listen to Shane's podcast, Stack 3D, on Apple iTunes, and leave it a five yeah, star just, review. Yes, just, 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 just friend Lucas on Facebook, and once I share an episode, he'll tell you how it is in like thirty seconds as soon as it's, it's gone live. I always, I always, I always, I always, 
Yeah. Ben Arden cannot confirm nor deny that Compound Solutions is looking to find BHB to make truly their own property. Won't comment more than that because maybe they are finding a different source of BHB salts and they'll come out with a new name or something like that. Interesting. Thanks, Ben. And then Ben's got to get going. We'll listen to the rest on Spotify. Enjoy the weekend. Same to you, Ben. Thank you for tuning in and commenting. And uh, if you listen to us on Spotify, leave us a damn review on Spotify. That helps us climb up in the almighty algorithm that dictates anything and everything to which we are uh, exposed these days. Yeah. Brooke, that is ridiculous. Charging that much to the people who are your biggest supporters. I, I thought it was I remember, weird when I saw it. I remember yeah, like... At the same time, I mean, well, first off, they're already getting paid by the supplement brands to show up at those expos. That's in their contract to do that. Um, I don't think it was so that money think, would have been going to them, though. I think that might have been going to Ultimate. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Because they so. were under Ultimate's booth. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe it's hard for them to make back, back some the, of the expenses. Back in the days, back in the days you had uh, the spread of the pictures. Mm-hmm. There were like, I believe, were like four pictures and maybe like two or three shirts, maybe a hat or something. So you you had to pick one thing. So there was like, uh, let's say for five euros, you had like a, a sign, uh, um, you know, photograph. Uh, for like 10, 10 euros, you had like a t-shirt with, uh, with a sign signature. And for like 15, you had like a hat or something. So every person always had to pick something up. Yeah. You couldn't like just like stand in the, you know, in the queue, and just like waiting just to shake his hand. Every person had to had to pay. So and the money went directly to them. So who, who was that? that was like yeah. that was like back 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 in the days. It was right. like my first expos when I was like still like a you know young buck. I wasn't in the industry yet, but Ch- like, chubby bastard. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. That was a time. Shane, you've got three people that listen to your podcast. Now, you got Lucas, you got me, and you got Paul that listen to your podcast. So, at least you have three listeners. Oh, look at that. Um, I'm fucking booming. You are, man. You're on your way to Joe Rogan money. You're going to get bought out by Spotify. Okay. Uh... All right, gentlemen, we've been on for almost two hours. Do y'all want to cover a uh, story on Stack 3D, or y'all want to put a bow on Check out that uh, that uh, Charles Glass reworkout. Oh, that, yeah. That was one of the stories I was going to get to um, before we do that. Okay, oh, anyway. man. Do any of you plan to go back to any of the Fit Expos? I've gone to the San Jose, San Jose Fit Expo for years. Tons of free samples and great deals. i talked to fighters, bodybuilders, and strongmen for free. Um, I never went to any of those. I went to one. I went to the Anaheim or the LA Fit Expo uh, back in 2018, January of 2018. I went. Me and CJ were there, um, but we stayed in this really sketchy area and we heard like sirens the entire night, gunshots a couple of twice. Like we were in the ghetto part of wherever this mobile only Airbnb we could find was. I've been to the Arnold several times. I've been to the O several times. Uh, I, they're okay. I don't know if I'll go back to any of them because most of the time I end up sitting at like what is it, the Hilton bar or the Hyatt bar? And that's where all the actual business stuff gets done. That's where you actually meet everybody and you have a couple of drinks and you just talk and shoot the shit. And that's where you um, iron out details either. Like if, if you're meeting with distributors, nothing gets done on the actual expo floor. I don't need to go and, and stand in line for free samples and smell everybody's BO and protein farts and all that stuff. Just let me, you know, I don't need all that. Most, most of the talks are always at the, uh, at the hotels. But but yeah, this, yeah. this weekend uh, is... Uh, 
hopefully a breakthrough. I don't know how this is going to turn out, but the there's a uh, yeah. Fed Expo. Uh, oh, yeah, what Oh, no, no, not in Birmingham, Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that everything will turn out great for, for them guys. Some of the partners are uh, having the booth there. So we shall see. Hopefully, fingers crossed. That will lead to uh, UK, Arnold, and from there, hopefully, FIBO. Yeah. We shall see. Sridhar. I didn't even know that Stacked had a podcast. We'll start listening, Shane. There you go. You got, you're up to four listeners, at least, on this podcast alone. He go, hasn't Shane. listened to it yet. He might listen and be like, this is shit. I'm not <laughs> that's, listening to this anymore. That's a shame. I'm listening. So it's, the, it's three and a maybe. One. It's three and a maybe. Three and a maybe. Okay, well, go go, go <coughs> email after you listen to your first episode, Treehar, and tell them what you think, and be as brutally honest as you can. Give me give me a review on iTunes, so it helps us in the almighty algorithms. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Write in your comment section. I heard about this on the Final Scoop. Everybody else that reads this comment, go listen to the Final Scoop as well as Stack 3D Podcast. That's funny. Uh, that was a good one. That was a good one, bro. <laughs> I was trying to remember what he said. Yeah. So that's right. It's the, it's the algorithm. He's saying, but he's saying it so quick. The almighty algorithm that dictates anything and everything to which we yeah, are I, I knew that. I knew there was a start. I knew there was more, but I was like, I can't remember the rest. There you go. Um, like, uh, we've had a bunch of people have talked to us about pre-phase before. Um, and so I saw this, and I thought this was kind yeah. of interesting. Warning. High stim alert. I feel like we need to put that on a uh, hooligan and a uh, oh, assassin, Robbie. Warning, high stim alert. Uh, what do you guys think of this? Have you all used preface? I know, I believe Brooke has used it before. Um, just on the outset, I like this lineup of ingredients just from like the energy and focus side of stuff. I'm a fan of this. I used the, uh, the first version. To be fair, this isn't replacing the regular preface. This is replacing preface remix, which I believe is their like special edition high stim spin-off. So preface will stay. Stimmed up is replacing preface remix. Oh my lord. Yeah, the cocoa butyrol is good. I'd like the PEA to be a little bit higher. Or have some kind of hordenine or some other kind of a MAO inhibitor to help the uh, feel good things last a little bit longer in the body. Dendrobium, mean, you never see that used anymore. Outside, like, Man Sports is one of the only people I used to remember seeing that, but I haven't seen that used in a long time. And I, I think that's oh, one of those ingredients, kind of like juniper berry extract, that it's got a lot of hype, but there's not a lot of substance showing it does much of anything. Dendrobium was supposed to, like, replace DMEA, right? Right. Yeah. yeah no luck. A good kick to it. Uh, let's pull up the Charles Glass pre-workout. The thing is, is see, Lucas said to me, he's like, oh, Charles Glass has a pre-workout. I was like, oh, cool. I'll yeah. check it out. And so I started writing this before <laughs> looking at the pre-workout. I didn't look at the pre-workout, right? The headline so told I, you everything. Has his, that is it was, surprisingly underdosed. It was my main intention, man. <laughs> Could you have put, it is a steaming pile of dog shit. Could you have just put that in the headline instead? No. Be respectful. <laughs> this is the godfather of bodybuilding here. Just to be clear with the listeners, when I send uh, uh, to a group uh, chat the information about this pre, I only posted like two pictures. That's basically it. 
I didn't say anything else. And after that, like Shay said, "Oh, hell yeah, I'm all, I'm all over it." <laughs> the product is called All Natural Pre Workout, and it is a stimulant fuel pre workout. However, it is one of the lightest dosed products we've seen in the highly competitive category in many years. Let's see if it actually is all natural. What are the ingredients? Beetroot powder, grape skin extra. Okay, so all right, yeah, they can they can go for the all natural claim. The fu the funniest thing I thought I saw on this was the beta alanine dose. Yes, and people and I've seen so many comments since. I'm like, I was like, oh cool, they transparently dose beta alanine again. I don't read past what I'm reading. I was like, oh cool, what's the beta alanine dose? And I was like, wait, what the fuck? It says beta alanine twice. Yeah, let's say this. Six grams. Usually you have two and a half to three grams for flavoring. So we've got, you know, maybe three other grams of actives here. This, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, wh why the fuck do you have lactospore in your pre-workout? That's for, for y'all don't know out there. It's a, it's a probiotics complex to support digestion and things like that. Alpha-lipolic acid. Why the fuck is that in there? This and pancreolipase. So you're gonna lipase is an enzyme that helps break down fats. Milk thistle extract <laughs> for liver health and acetylcysteine for liver health and nitric oxide support. A digestive enzyme blend again. So we have we have a digestive enzyme blend here, and then we have another digestive enzyme, and then we have a probiotics blend right here. This. This is an embarrassment to the supplement industry. I hope this thing fails. I hope the product and the company go belly up or they immediately pull it off the shelves like your boy uh, G Shred did with his fat burner, discounted it and said, I'm going to do something better because this is a fucking farce of a supplement. This is god-awful. It's horrendous. It's not even worth the paper that and the package that it's packaged in. It's shit. It sucks. I remember. Wait, 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 wait. You said. But you know what? You if, Robbie, if you pay me fifteen hundred bucks, I'll pay and say it's great, and I'll write a blog post and a video for it. What well, you you said? You hope it fails. You, you yes. Think there is any chance that this survives? I mean, this is. Just, just so you really know, this, this isn't new. Industry. This has been around for like I for, I didn't know when it was launched, but when Lucas shared it, I was like, oh, it must be new. And then I did a little bit of research. I think it's been around for about a year or two. You know what? Fucking there was a, actually on Shane's post, there was a, a Steve Calabrese comment that I actually had to reply to and where he basically defended uh, Charles Glass indirectly, blaming this on a typical manufacturer's fault where manufacturer uh, actually no, no, pushed no. them to do this. And uh, this is... Um, this, yeah. This, yeah, this is not just Steve Calabrese. This is a general uh, observation. When are we going to stop pretending and justifying shit like this, saying that, you know, just because it's a godfather of bodybuilding or grandmother of bodybuilding or whatever it is, you know, releases a supplement, and all of a sudden we have to defend the thing that it's good. There are so many athletes, legends of the sports, trainers, who are releasing an absolute garbage. This is not even a bad product because this is a, this would be an insult to a bad product. I mean, we, we, we see a lot of bad products. This is not bad. This is not, <coughs> this should not be classified as anything. 
this is not this cannot be classified as a pre-workout this cannot be classified as a supplement this is like you said i mean and the only proper analogy would be or or it's dog shit this is something really 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 Very hard i just, I just this, realized this there's no you, bracket after ashwagandha yeah, yeah. You, you're spitting no you're spitting in consumer's face tyrosine so, is misspelled there's no dosage on beta alanine i mean that there, there are yeah, multiple the beta alanine is beta alanine i don't understand how do you not get that the beta alanine is dosed at beta, beta alanine. alanine my mm-hmm. only thing is it's that not wrong it's the perfect you know dose of beta alanine you know yeah. what? If, if it's in sachets <laughs> i think that they're like aiming for a energy drink or something no one no, no 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 look look, look. Still, no one's aiming still, bro, for anything monster, monster kicks ass this formula you know you know i i i understand how that like because i saw someone say that they're like oh the manufacturer's probably like hey do you want to make 50 bucks per tub or 40 bucks per tub or whatever the fuck it is it's like oh yeah sweet here's a pre-workout see if someone came to me and and you could make the argument you could say oh you know manufacturer's fault they pushed it on them whatever blah 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 if someone came to me and said hey shane do you want a stacked vegetable knife i'd be like that doesn't sound bad. I could make like ten dollars a knife. That sounds pretty cool. And it'd be like, here's the knife. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I need to learn more about said knives, right? I'm not gonna just throw my money and have some random fucking knife represent my brain. I don't know shit about vegetable knives. Other people will, and I don't want those other people not knowing stack to have a bad perception on it. It's it, he should have looked into this. He should yeah. have, yeah. like, surely he, he could have been like, yeah, cool, put it straight through, right? And it's been on the market for over a year. It's been on the market. It's been around for a while, so it's not like it's 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 kind of brand new. But it, you can't you can't write it off and say, oh, the manufacturer forced it on him because then you're basically admitting that the product sucks balls, and he's not openly saying it sucks. Read the description. He's not saying that. So it's, it's, and he's had a year to potentially change it if someone did tell him it sucked balls, but he didn't. So it's, there's no excuse really to be, to be doing anything like this. Even if you can have an excuse and say it's the manufacturer's fault by now, someone would have told him and it hasn't changed. I would love to see a review on this. I would love to see someone. Try this. Depends on how much fa- you get paid, Shane. No, no, no. That'll, I would love to hear. I would, I would love to hear like a Charles Glass because obviously it sells. He's probably sells it to some people, uh, yeah. to a few people. He's probably. Robic, I dare you. <laughs> but here we go. L-citrulline. It's a substance. It's not just an amino acid. It's a substance called a non-essential amino acid. So is L-arginine a substance called an amino acid? Arginine. Oh man, I, yeah. This. But do you really think that whoever buys this crap? We'll read this. No, vitamin D supports the health of the brain. That I, that's not the first thing that jumps to mind when I think of vitamin D. But okay. The interesting thing is, I I didn't read this description. How much vitamin? Th- when has- you go through when you go through all these descriptions, they're all pre- written in a very different way. Some are just flat out statements. Some of them are like sentences. Some of them are descriptions. This is just really. This is why you hire like, somebody decent to write your product pages. This is support D, like vitamin D, support the health of the brain. And then yeah. L-citrulline is a full sentence, and L-arginine has like a hyphen into a description. Yeah, this is taurine increases the action of insulin, improving glucose tolerance, and acting as an antioxidant. Yeah, but in which dose, bro? I think taurine's transparently dose, is it not? 
I think it is. Yeah, so, all like 200 micrograms of it. 250 yeah, milligrams. 250. Yeah, That's not bad. The leucine, 100 milligrams. Oh, man. Yeah, it's only uh, a okay. tenth of like the actually effective. <laughs> I mean, if you're comparing it to beta alanine, it's not bad. Dude, we have the perfect dose of beta alanine. It's so perfect, we can't even tell you. It's a trade secret, Robbie. Jesus. I mean, this is... see, the thing is, is, even if this was dosed 10 times or 5 times, whatever these amounts were, I also liked the carbohydrates. There's just one, one carbohydrate. One gram carbohydrates. No, no, no grams. It's just one carbohydrate. <laughs> and 10 sodium, not, not milligrams, ten, micrograms. There's, there's 10 sodiums and yeah. one carbohydrate. <laughs> um, please yeah, but don't, like, don't, don't, please don't this, buy this, people. What's the, the price? Small, what's, what's the price of it? 36, 36. 30 servings. I like how they stuck with the normal, the old school 30 instead of going for the 20, you know, yeah. it's, it's respect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 50 servings on this would still be under five bucks. <laughs> and it comes in stick packs as well. <laughs> now, but, but seriously, how much, how much money <coughs> it costs yeah. to produce this kind of thing? It's, here's the important thing. Their product man. is scientifically backed to give you just the right amount of energy to maximize your workout without burning out your adrenal glands. Oh wow, that's good to know. What's the caffeine in this? I thought it was really low. 100 milligrams. They're not wrong then. You're not going to burn your adrenal glands. Assuming you can actually burn out your adrenal glands. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't know if it's the right amount of energy though. I feel like that's subjective. How can you, how can you put your name? But see, this is my thing. If someone came to me with anything and says, hey, this is going to be stacks or whatever. Same with Robic. If someone said, hey, Robic, we're going to do your barbecue sauce, oh, but you're not going to taste it. We're going to put it together. It's just going to go straight to market, and you're never yeah. going to even touch it. Robic wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. And I thought Charles Glass wouldn't do that. Yeah. That's why I said surprisingly underdose. Because yeah. <laughs> this is kind of like the Sean Rain thing, how you're talking. Like, you have a perception of a person until you hear something. Yeah. And like I have certain perceptions of of every athlete, but you you only know what you see. And I thought Charles Glass, you know, long time optimum athlete, yeah, legendary trainer, coach, knows his shit, got a lot of athletes like champion athletes. If you yeah. told me he was gonna do a pre workout, I'll be like, fuck, this is gonna be the shit, right? I expected hostile level, like forward, like just on that yeah. kind of, but. I was like, what the fuck is this? This is worse than the Arnold series that Muscle Farm did years ago. <clears throat> I liked some of the Arnold series stuff. Yeah. I liked some of it. I liked the sleep one. Yeah, oh, yeah. the sleep one. Because that was meant to like, be the sequel to Bulletproof. But, but, but you know what? Like like Lucas said, to review this, it would be a fun uh, thing to review this. That would be very I don't want to review it. I but, don't want to hear but, but a here, fan of his review it. But, but here is the problem. You know, like uh, on the market right now, out of a hundred percent of products, probably, I mean, to be modest, 75, 80% of products are under those, right? So if you review something and you're honest about it and you say, well, this product is like a little under those, I mean, if you say that this is under those, then you're putting it in the same category as <laughs> that under those, but this is not under those. This is no dose. <laughs> You know, this is like fucking water. I mean, there's, there, it has nothing in it. They couldn't even fucking add a G to the gram. Yeah. I oh, told wait, you. Where's, where's, where's Ben Allen on the list again? Hey, hey, prop blend. This blends to help ensure you digest this product with ease. 
Why are you putting oh, wait, fat digesting fuck? enzymes? There was no fats in here, so why the hell do you have lipase in there? Stupid. Where's, bring, bring up the facts panel again. Okay. Elstein translation. This helps you getting jittery, <coughs> like the way other companies pre-workouts do. So masterminds was formulating. Please this. fire whoever wrote this. Please fire them. I was like, maybe we can figure out the dose of the beta alanine on its placement. No, no, we cannot. It's more than no. three hundred, though. And somehow KSM sixty six helps with digestion too, and no, N-acetylcysteine and CoQ ten and alpha lipoic acid. See, this is the, all the meant to maximize the digestion. beta alanine. The beta alanine may, in fact, be dosed at three point two. We might and be jumping also, to. And they, they also have added NAC, right? They also added NAC. Yeah, that was yeah, nice. So you're getting what? Probably a hundred milligrams. <laughs> of that? If that twenty five milligrams, maybe. Yeah. See, if they didn't add the enzyme blend, you would have thought that the milk thistle on the neck would have been in too bad. Yeah. Well, maybe the ashwagandha is three hundred. Maybe the but then the blend suggests that maybe the ashwagandha is six hundred. <laughs> yeah. This is just. I'm really, really, I don't know. really tempted to try this. I don't know why. I'm really tempted to try this pre-workout. Try it. Oh god! But the Jew in me says that this is too much money. There we go. This is what the headline should have been: Charles Glass releases severely low dose pre-workout. That's Sever. what the headline should have been. Oh my god! But I was truly surprised. I shared my feelings. Yeah, no. I mean, th this is a surprise. I mean, you know, coming from him, you would expect maybe exactly. not, not not something amazing, but at least something reputable, respectable. You know, something, something. That, it, that it's not embarrassing because this is. There are no words to describe this this thing. This is not under those. This is the travesty. Listen, I got an idea. Because Brooke uh, was like sending us cash, like $5 every podcast. So I think, I, think, I think we got enough money right now just to like chip on and just like... I'll tell you what, and then you can... Because it, it comes in stick packs, you can send some to me and yeah. send it to Lucas and we can, break, we can divide it up. Yeah, and we can try it. I'll dry scoops. I'll dry scoops yeah. six grams. I just <laughs> be, be, be careful. Start with half of those to assess your tolerance. There you go. You don't want to burn out those adrenal glands. Yeah, I actually, I actually think what is it? Hundred milligrams of caffeine. Yeah. You can, I feel like it might not be too bad at five servings. You have five, <laughs> five, five, five stick bags. Because yeah, <laughs> oh, thanks for the stream. Thank you for tuning in each time, Brooke. We, we very much appreciate <laughs> nice. it. Also, who doesn't listen to Stack Podcast? Oh, yeah. there you go. There, I got four. Oh, you got five. Oh, got too. Don't forget about Shredar, man. That's no, I don't people. have Shredar yet. We discussed this. He doesn't. He hasn't listened to it yet. He might hate it. Yeah. Uh, Preface knockout is great. All right, Paul. I've tried the remix and the normal pre. Really like both. Flavor is so so. Really euphoric. Right. I'm gonna need to get some my hands on some of that and try it. Tyrosin. <laughs> that's the that's the concentrated version. Yeah. That's a trademark. Uh, more plates, more dates, data review. It was incredible. Yeah, I saw that. I sent you guys the link. Why have prop blend of 605 milligrams and show how the other ingredients are underdosed? I don't understand why they didn't just make the whole thing a prop. Yeah, that would have been better. That would have been better than the embarrassing profile that they showed. Not even close. It's even more magical. Sweetheart, I don't read all these descriptions. I just look at the nutrition label, which is exactly why I asked why the Assassin Supplement Facts label isn't on Apollon's website. 
think has that been I think he asked that when you were uh off, Robbie. Mm-hmm. Um is that is it on the website now? Is that um, I'm not sure if they added it yet. Okay. Um if not, they are fired. Yeah. <laughs> go go yell at uh we are so embarrassed by the supplement facts that it's actually a lot weaker than Charles Glass's pre-workout that we decided to hide it. <laughs> the, back, the next version is a prop blend. There There's go. no comparison, man. I, I don't think anyone can compare it to Charles Glass. Is the beta alanine beta alanine? That's the question. You know what? You know what you should do? You should like give the formula of the Charles Glass to Carolina and said, "Here." There's another assassin. Uh, I think one, one, <laughs> one fucking container of assassin costs more to manufacture than his entire life. I mean, he is... It's I have entire. a better comment that I'm going to save for after this podcast because I don't really think it needs to be made public. I'm going to tell you all something after the podcast all right. <laughs> about, about an idea I think we could do. Guys, I have to run for the dinner party for Marina and Jessica because uh, it's a long drive, so I have to leave in two minutes so uh have a good one i'll talk to you soon all right my friend thank you for joining us robbie and and i'm definitely going to order that pre-workout i'm just super super curious now please do i know it's not going to do shit but i maybe i'll use it as a sleep formula just remember don't dress coffee (laughs) (laughs) it better fucking taste good for that money all right right. i'll talk to you soon bye Bye. there we There we go. All right. Well, now that we got rid of the ugly, we can, uh, we got the 360 bastards still on the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, do y'all need to hop off, gentlemen? Do we want to call it quits at this point or? Up to you. Um, it's up to me. I'll keep you on for five more hours. We're just going to go live until the UFC event tonight. That's what we're going to do. Wait, what UFC? Is that a fight night or is it UFC? Uh, I think it's an act- I think it's UFC tonight. It's UFC. 265? Is that it? Someone is watching right now, Tampa Pro. Let me know about the results. Yeah, it's Saturday, 7 o'clock tonight. Oh, shit. Uh, it's the there interim heavyweight uh, titles on the line. Lewis first gain. Who's in? Huh. So I'll probably be watching that tonight. Sandy's going to be out with the teachers from her school, so I'll have something to watch and entertain myself. Uh, <coughs> recent story for you, Shane. Performax Labs, something big is being announced in exactly six days. Yeah. Do you know all the goodies yet? Has Aaron I've, broken the ceiling show? Just you so you know, I've always known all the goodies. Okay, good, good. But I, uh, I don't... Uh, I don't... I don't you can't hear him out, can you? So, I mean, we could. I mean, I don't even know if he listens to us. So, we could, and we would just, everybody else, all the people that listen. You got to like twice as more. You got three times as many people on here as I have on my podcast, and one of my listeners is on here. So, you know. <laughs> Shane Streethar is going to listen to the podcast, and I'll let you know his honest opinion about it. There you go. Nah, yeah, you, you don't need to tell me your opinion. If it sucks, just just if it's good, then let me know. If it's shit. Just don't, don't Rate him me. on a scale of Charles Glass pre-workout <coughs> to any other outstanding pre-workout, like Hooligan, Hypermax, Devastated the Union, Specimen, any of those. You know, rate it on a scale to that. So if it sucks, it's Charles Glass level. Charles Glass. 
if it's awesome, then you one of the aforementioned pre-workouts. <laughs> if it's in the middle, give it a C four rating. No, See, I think fine. I think I think that Charles' last one's probably up there with. Um, do you remember the Gifted Labs original pre-workout? Yeah, the one from Phil Heath. Like the original, original. Yeah. That was pretty. That was horrendous. And and uh, same with the Black Skull pre-workout uh, Bone Crusher. Yeah, that but was that's also. That was yeah. also yeah. It's um, there've been some shit ones. Yeah. To say the least, to say the least, yeah. Um, also, yeah, and then we had the uh, the other thing that I talked. We uh, I texted you all about that garbage formula from uh, Nutrex. Their thyroline. Oh, which is basically just yeah. KSM sixty six, and then you've got some vitamins and minerals, and that's. See, I have an issue with. I always see the good in things, like Sean Ray. I think yeah. he's a good fit. I thought he was a good fit. I mean. I didn't know anything about him, about his personality, or right. what he's done outside of being. The, I don't really care, but I feel like it's a great fit. And Mutant is a strong mainstream brand. I mean, again, they haven't entered those big categories for ages, but they're a real solid mainstream. To me, they're kind of similar to Animal. They're sort of widely yeah, just, available, but not as into bodybuilding and hardcore as Animal is. But they still right. have that. They lean more that way than they do like optimum and muscle tech, but they are of that size. Yeah. Um, and the uh, shit was the name of it again. Um, Thyroline. The new the new tricks one. Yeah. See, I mean, I can understand that it 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 is pretty straightforward. It's pretty basic, and maybe plus thirty bucks is a bit much for what's in it. A yeah. bit more, but then at the same time, you have six or seven or eight thousand different fat burners under the new tricks line. And I guess, like, you know, they've got a nice little segmentation going, a nice little way to build out if you want this, you want that, but... I'm just looking at it from the consumer point of view. Like, you are bringing nothing here to this. I mean, just... This is a way to sell a KSM 66 standalone thing. You've you've packaged some vitamins and minerals, which you're already going to get from your multivitamin. Uh, You couldn't even go for the premium form of copper you had to go with the copper oxide form which has got shit bioavailability 200 milligrams of tyrosine is going to probably do next to nothing and then well you can't double those doses remember this is this is a half day amount so i guess i think it's meant to be but see i would have i i would obviously prefer all of these like how they have the different stim free fat burner lipo 6 stuff yeah i would have preferred them all be in the same one and you have two Stim, stim free, and you stack them. But if you were going to do it the way they did it, I guess they're doing it how, like, if you want to start breaking it up into stim free, stimulant, stimulant for her, um, you know, and uh, ashwagandha based one. You've got all these different kind of segmented versions. I guess this is how you would do it. I would yeah. prefer them all be put in the same one. But if you're not going to put three supplements in one and going to sell them separately. I guess this does make sense as to how they would break it up. That's why I'm kind of like, I see the nice, the good and everything. Yeah. Are people makes from sense. New Zealand just naturally just nicer and not as, you know, I don't know, pessimistic or can't yeah, they are. sometimes. I think, I think maybe we are. I don't know. Nikki's pretty yeah. harsh sometimes though. Is she? So not necessarily me. Maybe okay. it's just me. I don't know. Okay. I think a lot of people are from New Zealand are nice. Nikki's Nikki's much much harsher than me. 
I tell you right now, if she wrote the headline for the Charles Glass one, there yeah. would have been profanity at least twice. <laughs> Can you start a letter, start uh, approving the headlines for the website? Oh, I did, she wouldn't even need to understand it. I'd just be like, look, it's really shit. And then she'd be like, that's what you need to say then. It's shit. There you go. Oh, yeah, this was... Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Um, have they all, either of y'all tried these, the MREs from Redcon? I have not tried any of them. They're good. For considering it's from the US, and I don't mean that in a bad way, like a lot of the... the... I know I prefaced that. I say things... I... It's kind of like I said this to Robert the other day. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty nice. It's like, but I'm like, you always lead into things being like, I don't want to offend. And then you proceed to offend. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, the, uh, the, the, the protein RTDs in the US are not that great. Like they're pretty yeah. much kind of the same. The muscle milks, the, um, I can't, can't even remember some of the other ones. They're all very, have that same kind of taste to them. So compared to that, Similar to the rest of the market, I consider the MRE the one of the best I've had in the US by far. It's just, but then if you start talking about the carb killer shake, the bear bell shake, the pro brands, I mean, the, pretty much, yeah, pro brands like in in Europe is it's yeah. it's, uh, it's a slice out, slice out, guys. Okay, you've got some work to do. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, but they try joint support. Might be interesting Poorly. to see what Marky Mark can come up with here. Poorly, but they try. Curious to see what the formula actually looks like. I mean, all these ingredients are good, but the what's the dosages and what's the forms of them going? Oh, to it's be? in there. It's in the story. All all the dosages are. I think so. Boswellia at hundred, sodium, hyaluronic. <coughs> that's hyaluronic acid. Like to see that a smidge higher, maybe. Uh, that's. Not gonna do yeah. much of anything. The MSM was a bit odd. Yeah. The glucosamine's fine. Yeah, glucosamine's a solid dosage. Turmeric, depending on what form they're using, but then again, that's still you still want like 500, 350 to five hundred milligrams of it. For a mainstream brand, though, it's uh. Yeah. Tell you what, Lucas, I almost shit my pants. I thought there was a fucking ghost behind you. If you look at Lucas to his left, it looks like a face, and then there's someone like kind of creeping <laughs> up on him. Yeah. I man. was like. Holy shit, what the fuck is that? Oh, it's your head. Your head's making it look like someone's going like this, like creeping up on you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Yes, we still do need to watch The Hunt, Brooke. But Sandy and I did watch Jolt, and that was good mindless entertainment. That was, that, was, that was all well and good. We did enjoy Jolt for a mindless action movie. And I like Kate Beckinsale. I always liked her in the Underworld movies. She was good in those. Quick question, again, regarding Nootropics Ninja. And also, since Shane has the goodies, when is Roberts being released? I'm still waiting on the. Uh, That's a while. That one isn't it? Huh? The. Oh wait, I thought you were talking about fucking Roberts. My bad. Don't worry. Oh no, the, the the one that I sent Brooke some samples of. It's the that one's coming out under Condemned Labs. Uh, we beta tested the samples from manufacturer number two. I've got a call this week with Mike at Condemned Labs, and we're going to figure out when we're cutting those because we've got a. We've got five or six other formulas that are getting quoted right now, too. Um, so there's going to be a bunch of stuff rolling out from Condemned and the Condemned family uh, very quickly. And then the new Ninja Nootropic, uh, Sandy's run that with a few of her coworkers this past week. Uh, the first day you use it, your brain is on fire. You're going crazy. You're super locked in. You're getting a ton of shit done. 
um, feel good all basically all day long, like six to eight hours. You're just flying very productive, really zoned in. Um, but the second day, the effects are substantially uh, not different, but they're definitely not as powerful. Like you don't get that really sharp, acute increase in energy, heightened mental focus, increased mood euphoria, all that stuff. It's, it's very much tampered. So Sam and all our coworkers and pretty much this reaction was across the board that none of them knew what they were taking either. Um, so Monday was phenomenal. Tuesday was kind of, eh. the rest of them took off Wednesday and Thursday, and then they took it again on Friday and bam, it was the effects were the exact same as they felt as far as energy, mood, focus, uh, just well-being, all that stuff is the same as Monday. So um, this kind of goes to what we say a lot of the times, especially with like pre-workouts and nootropics, rotate your things. So take it once, give it a couple of days off, take it again, unless it's an ingredient like lion's mane, bacopa monieri, stuff like that that you can contain over and over and over again. So, yeah. Uh, have you tried the, have the ninja people sent you anything, Shane? They have, yeah. Okay, have you I'm tried any to, of it I'm yet? I'm waiting to forward it on. You're waiting to it's, forward it's, it on? It's, it's, in, it's in the US, so it's... Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. I have a, an address that basically collects things up, and then when it hits $500, that's when I ship it over. There you go. <laughs> Shane, do you use a nightlight? Want to go to sleep or what? Yeah. Maybe it means Lucas? Paul, do you mean Lucas? Does New Lucas use a nightlight? I've got two. He's got two lights on right now. Oh. Jolt was ridiculous. I don't think Kate ages like a normal human. No, she still looks the same because I think the first Underworld movie was, what, 2003, 2004? And she still looks the same. So, all right, gentlemen. I'll, uh, I think I've abused you all for long enough. I'll let, uh, I know it's getting dark 30 in Poland, so Luke's is probably ready to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my friends, thank you for uh, for your time this week. For all the listeners tuning in on the live stream, if you enjoy what we're doing, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, share the video with family, friends, and loved ones. Make sure you subscribe to Stack, Stack 3D podcast as well. Sign up for yes. notifications on stack3d.com as well. Um, allow the notifications to be forwarded to don't, you. Email. Sign up for the don't, newsletter. Don't, don't block it like Robert. Don't block it. <laughs> hey, you know what I actually did? I went back and signed up for it, so I did. You don't need to lie to me. It's okay. No, Lucas fine. was all the. This was Dang. two weeks ago when you were off the podcast. Dang, he did. Lucas actually saw me he do did? it. I have, I have a witness. He did. He I, did. Do. I have a witness now. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna fucking know anyway. It's not gonna matter. <laughs> oh, all right, my friends. Have a good one. We'll do this again. I'm sure we'll be texting back and forth soon. Amen. I appreciate. Forgot to mention to use the final scoop code. Up. Oh, thank you, Shridhar. If you want to use any uh, Apollo Nutrition goodies, use the code FINALSCOOP or just click the link down below in the comments section. And uh, thank you all. We appreciate it. Uh, and we will see you all again next time <laughs> on the final scoop. Take care, guys. Bye.